It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. We're back here in the new recording studio for our second episode with Scotty Scoop, the Giggler. I'm your host, Logan. We're in the DC Universe talking about Peacemaker on HBO Max. This is Mostly Superheroes. Hello and welcome to Moses Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories. With an emphasis on live action superhero stuff, I'm your host Logan, back here again, coming in fresh off of a really great weekend here in St. Louis. So much happening on the show, in the area, and uh, we have a big show to talk about today. It's Peacemaker. Can't wait to do it. Let's do it with this guy. You know him. How you doing, Scotty Scoop? Doing fantastic, fellas. It's a great weekend. Can't wait to get in here and, and share everything. 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 Yeah, I saw you Friday. We're going to talk about it in fan mail, but how was the rest of your weekend? You had a good Saturday, good Sunday? Uh, yeah, well, I had to work on Saturday. Uh, mm. Yeah. Ooh. Terrible. I did see uh, the new Jackass movie Saturday night. How was that? It was okay. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, at dinner, you were kind of just, I could tell your reaction was like left to be yeah, desired. I mean... I've never been that big on the series. Uh-huh. It, it was just kind of the same. If you love Jackass, you're welcome to it. How did you get to the theater? Did someone really want to see it? Uh, Shanna. Shanna was in. Yeah, Shanna was in. She needed the she needed the hardcore laughs. Did she like it? Oh, yeah. She had a great time. Had a great time. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. How about this guy? The Giggler. Me? <laughs> you. What's up? Um... I didn't get time this week to put in the giggle noise, but like it's on the list. <laughs> okay. I played it back to Carrie, and Carrie heard us do the woohoo, and she really you guys laughed. I some good ones earlier. That's all I needed. Yeah. How you doing, Andy? I'm good, man. It was another good weekend in the books. Mardi Gras Friday at, at, at Well Spent was amazing. Mm-hmm. A little relaxation Sunday, and just, just binge watching Monday, Tuesday here. So pretty good so far. Yeah. yeah. yeah I saw you a lot this weekend. Life's good. We bumped into you a few times. Yes. It was nice. I, lo- I really enjoyed your your outfit on saturday yeah power ranger power rangers oh man went all in um may or may not have some pictures to work in here later maybe may or may not um guys good to have you back it's been one week i think that we jumped in last week with boba fett i think we killed it and now it feels like we're really at home yes and we're about to talk about a show that just exploded on the internet we have a special guest that ties to that fantastic theme song that y'all know about Okay, who, who can sing it right off the bat? Do you really want it? Do you really want to taste it? Hell yeah. Cannot wait. Going to be fun. It's all about the meat today. But for now, as always, it's mostly superheroes. Let's open up with the fans. Fan mail. We'll always feature fans first on this show. It is mostly superheroes after all. And we want to hear your voice. It's 754-CALL-LOG. That's 754-225-5564. Save it in your phone. It's mostly superheroes. You can text it. You can call it. And this weekend, we did host our first in-person event. And I got to say, guys, I'm super proud because we came into 22 pretty hard, saying we had three big goals, getting the musics in here, getting some charities going, 
We're making progress on those fronts, and we also set events, and we did it at Well Spent Brewing, who took a chance on us, and we hosted Super Smash Brothers, a tournament on Friday night. It was so much fun. Scotty Scoop was there with Shanna, Andy, and Steph. Um, you had tons of friends that came out, lots of fans of the show, Sam, uh, Zach. Oh, yeah. And everyone I know. A lot more. A lot more people came out. We had our friends Luke and Chris and Micah show up, a lot of personal friends, and also 28 contestants in the Super Smash Brothers tournament. Pretty awesome turnout. I don't think we could have caught much more people inside the brewery. Oh, yeah. Especially for our Friday night. I know Laura was happy. Um, it might be something we have to do again. And yeah, we did three big prizes. Got to give it up to our guy that won first place, Mr. Tim P. He's featured on the screen in a Mostly Superhero shirt. Congratulations, Tim. Yeah. Got the shirt, got the beer, got the trophy. He's got the well-spent beer. He's got the trophy. And let's just get it out of the way. Uh, the Giggler Sucks made it. a pretty big yeah. statement about where... He, not only did you say where it was going to be on the shelf, like you see this? Yeah. This is going to have to move so that the this can go in there. Andy, why don't you tell everybody... I think I got 28th place. 28th place. Yeah. Yeah. First I, round. I ran into a professional. So Yeah, so apparently there were like ranked people there. Yeah. And we learned is, a lot too, right? We, we learned a lot about the tournament. We learned that there's like tiers of gameplay. We also learned about turn like uh week monthly like leagues that like take place apparently with like Super Smash. It's a whole world, but you weren't prepared for the real competition. Not there. at all. I thought I had a good round of, of practice at me, but I messed up. But it's it's okay. I I got to hang out with you guys, like yeah. at the, the check-in table, checking IDs, doing fun stuff like that. Yeah, and then I had my fair share of well-spent, delicious um, IPAs. I can't remember what the no, the no, name it was, was the Keller oh, the, pills. Yeah, the pills. Yeah, the pills. so good, so good. I had about I don't know, maybe six of those. Yeah, you had so a lot, <laughs> um, and so did I. But they were delicious. Yes. They were good. And um, Scotty Scoop, I want to hear about your experience. How'd it go for you? Uh, I'm gonna say twenty-seventh place. Is that? I mean, it's got to <laughs> yeah. be somewhere close. So you guys were both yes. out first round. Yes. And I mean, nobody was more bummed than me. I yeah. mean, Andy was. Uh, at, we were in the bathroom. We were both like having to be going at the same time. And I was like, "Man, dude, first round, you went out." And he was like, "I know, dude, but don't worry about. It. I'm okay. It's not a big deal." And I was like, "I'm not talking about for you. Like this is embarrassing <laughs> for us. Like for the podcast. We put the show on, <laughs> and we did the worst." <laughs> That's, but yeah. that being said, I didn't play. Like, no. I, like I was, I was too busy learning the rules of Super Smash Brothers so I could announce it over that. I was there for my voice, which was it worked out just fine. Yes. But yeah. Laura, we had a great time. I call it a huge success. We had a lot of players come up to us afterwards and say, "Do this again." Yes. Like we will be back for this. There's different tiers of it. So like maybe what we did, you maybe call more of like a free play, open invite, single elimination. You could do a version where it's like half as many people in the tournament, double elimination, to where you get your kind of a, more of elite players there. This might be something that we're playing with in the future. We talked all about it after we recapped the event. So we're super proud. Thank you, Well Spent Brewing. So great to partner with a local business, not just a local business, but a local brewery in St. Louis. For sure. You're talking to me right now. Like that is that was like on the top of the bucket list when we started this podcast. Was like, I wonder if we'll get to partner with a cool brewery. And boom, here we are in season three. So much fun. Yeah, great and time. Thank you guys too. No, thank you. Yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks that to came everyone out. who came out. That's, thanks yeah. to everyone that came out. All all those players, people that came and hung. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yep. just a little community time. Can't wait for round two. Yeah, I can't wait either. I'm wondering like what it looks like next time. I'm like, you know, if I take lessons learned, it'd be like, okay, um, I think we could probably move just a little quicker, not too much quicker. Yeah, and 
I don't know, not much else. I mean, everybody seemed pretty pleased with the outcome. And, uh, yeah, everybody seemed like they had a good time. We had good prizes. We had the jumbo Jumbotron of the of the game up there. It was awesome. Um, and we can't wait to do it again. All right, let's talk about some news. News and rumors. So I had some news in here, and I moved it till next week because today we had breaking news. Hot off the... Fresh off the wire, folks. Fresh off the wire. We talked about it last week. It's super timely as the Giggler was watching MCU shows. You probably were doing the same thing after the announcement came out that March 1st, they were leaving Netflix. Uh, Word was, where are they going to go? Scotty Scoop made a guess. Maybe Hulu. We heard that they were going to Disney Plus on uh, overseas. Yes. But like nothing for us. You know, we're talking about Jessica Jones, The Punisher, The Defenders shows... Um, and also lumping into this discussion, Marvel's Agents of Shields, Agents of Shield. Well, guess what, guys? According to comic book Adam Barnhart over there, again today, all of the Defenders shows, the MCU shows, Agents of Shields are hitting Disney Plus with new parental controls. Holy cow! The shows will be able to be streamed. Reading straight from the article now on Disney Plus, beginning March 16th. In the United States, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand. We got listeners in all those countries, by the way. Yes. In addition to the Defenders verse, Disney Plus will also be the new exclusive streaming home of all seven seasons of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., another show that was previously streaming on Netflix. This last part is particularly for you parents out there that are thinking, like, what the hell? Rated R stuff is now hard on R. Hard R. Yeah. Is on Disney Plus. How will this work? According to the article, they also announced new parental controls. To coincide with these new changes, now parents will be able to set rating restrictions for each profile and be able to add pins to lock the profiles, controls that have been previously been tested extensively on international versions of the app. Scotty Scoop, I'm going to start with you because you're a parent and you love these shows and you love the MCU. What did this news mean to you today? I couldn't believe it. I was floored. When I heard this, because I, I really I really know that Disney Plus was trying to stay PG-13 and under. In the U.S. In the U.S. Which is like they, they a have, conversation in itself, right? I guess they have yeah. a separate branch overseas called Star, uh-huh. is what I think it is. And that's where they house all their, you know, PG-13 Plus comment, uh, stuff. There are stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the Fox like back catalog that they purchased, mm-hmm. um, and I I really thought Disney would never ever go for our content on Disney Plus. But the thing is, you know, it's like it's almost like it's um, it's almost like you know you got the control. Like they do. I'm guessing they do this. You're, you're talking to me, who's not a parent. Right. So I'm like thinking about parental controls. What's the world out like there, like right now? I'm, par- like, I'm sure Netflix, I guess, does this. Yeah, Just Netflix HBO, has it. Like, um, I don't know that H because they don't have can a lot do of, a kids because they got kids, kids content profile on HBO. On HBO, yeah, because they got like well, a whole slate they of kids have shows. Sesame Street, Elmo, all that stuff is on HBO. So you got to be able to figure out a way for like these kids to be able to like pick, pick up their the remote on their own, on their own, yeah. and not need a parent, but also like don't get to the rated R stuff, right? Sounds like they're trying to figure it out. Giggler, what does this mean to you? Pin number sounds like a good idea. I, d- I never thought about that. Like using a pin to yeah. access it? That's, yeah. That's genius. It seems simple enough. You have to be a really smart kid to get around that, right? Yeah. All, all my kids know <laughs> all my combos. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dad, what's the code to get in your phone? I mean, they, they don't, have, like, to, they yeah, don't have to ask. They know what it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this. We just finished Jessica Jones on the 28th, the last day. So um, that was nice to get that out of the way and without... 
at that time, we didn't really know what was going to happen. So um, maybe we'll finish Punisher, see where we go from there. Yeah, and now you'll like, be able to, which yeah. is, the date was right, what, March 16th. Yeah. So yeah. you just got a couple weeks. But we had to know this was coming with Moon Knight coming up, so this was, it, yeah. just, it all makes sense. It gives me hope that maybe Moon Knight will be a little more towards the yeah. Netflix yeah. side of content. Yeah, it could be, I hope. Man, this is really exciting, and you know what else it got me going down the road of is like, man, I do like Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think I really like that show. I think it fell off for me those last like couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's last like two those, or three seasons is when I fell off as well. But the Same. first few, I loved it. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, they're going to be around, man. So just like that, you know, you got Matt Murdock, you got John Bernthal, you got Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. They're just going to be sitting on the Disney Plus library. Adults will be able to access them. What does this mean for future stories? We already know. Spoiler alert for the MCU. You got characters coming back. Daredevil, Kingpin. Anybody else yet? Those are the two big ones. No, that's it. I and do believe. Just to, like we'll keep it spoiler free in terms of what titles they're in and all that, but um, it's happening. Yeah. So like you know if they're gonna put these on, on here, they obviously want people to be watching them. You know. It, and, it, and 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 you, oh, you know what else I'm thinking of now? They're gonna have to update the uh, MCU timeline order. That's right. Because they plugged in all those Marvel one shots. If they're gonna put the one shots in there, they're definitely gonna put these shows in there. Yeah. Okay, this is getting too exciting. You know, and it also <laughs> makes me wonder. Um, you know, with the their Fox content, mm-hmm. are they going to bring in Deadpool? Right on Disney Plus. Well, I think that's it now. I think I think it's like we're like green is go now. Or yeah, uh, Logan. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's a great the, movie. Someone the tweeted Wolverine that movie. So I mean, I just tweeted about that today. It was like on my mind. I wonder if like my subconscious was making that connection of like yes. you're going to have this soon. Yeah, uh, the old Blade movies. Oh, nice that they have the rights to. Okay. Which might be, I mean, that's probably going to be MCU too. Right. <laughs> whatever. Maybe, maybe he's on the Illuminati, Wesley Snipes. Oh my Never gosh. Know. Yep. Um, this is really exciting. I think I feel like we're not even beginning to comprehend what all this could mean. This is a major shift over Disney Plus. Oh, for sure. That's uh, going to open the door to a lot more content. And I think they probably saw dollar signs and said, all we have to do is put a pin lock on this. Yeah. And we can probably double our subscribers. Yeah, I'm almost, I mean, I said it whenever they made the announcement about Netflix. I was like, okay, they'll see how much people watch them. This will impact maybe the Disney Plus move. But, like, this happened so quickly, I almost feel like the test run was, like, Kingpin and Matt Murdock. For sure. Then it's like, well, let's see what happens, like, how much search goes up for Matt Murdock and and the MCU, like, after this movie. And if there's more than, like, you know, 50 million people that look for it, okay, let's move them. (laughs) They had to know this was in the cards, though. Absolutely. Because it was. Always on the table, right? It was December. That's when true. when Fair. both of those characters premiered in in the main MCU, you're right. Like it's like these are decisions. Like, well, what are we talking about? I feel like Marvel, uh, Kevin Feige and the team they they plot out a lot of these movies like ten years in advance. Oh, so far. So I mean, we're we're like sitting here like, oh, they probably made this decision yesterday. Yeah. He's like, yeah, ten years ago. Right. We, we knew we <laughs> knew the, Disney Plus would the, be a thing. When we the knew. first <laughs> the first Daredevil show came out, we yeah. knew by the end of the season we were gonna take it. They were like, hey, Netflix enjoy this while you can right Having, make make like five more shows and then in 10 years we're gonna just snatch that up. we'll just take them yeah oh geez how do you think netflix feels about this they're just like <laughs> i mean there's not much you can do i guess i mean they've there got their to be own an thing going on yeah they, yeah they signed the papers um all right guys marvel's defender shows again that's luke cage iron fist jessica jones daredevil and also agents of shield um Oh, and the Punisher. Get over there to Disney Plus on March sixteenth, right around the corner, uh, because they did just leave Netflix today. Did you finish uh, 
Daredevil? No, no, or Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah, we just did. Last and, day. And were you like, oh, I'll probably never watch this again? Yeah, definitely not. Uh, the first not season? Again. Not again. Maybe the uh, first season was good, great, but yeah. I, I wouldn't rewatch any of the others. How, yeah. how are you on maybe the character coming back? I, I, I'd be down yeah. for sure. I haven't seen that girl in much of anything lately. So Nothing. Kristen Ritter? Yeah. Yeah. But bring it on. I think I, she, she did comment in the, like, someone t- took her a, a quote from her the other day about her coming back. I can't remember exactly what she said. Yeah. But it was kind of in an article about all of this happening going down. But I'm, I'm here for it. For all of them, honestly. I never gave yeah. Iron Fist a chance. So don't know how to comment on that one. But all the others, bring them right in. Yeah, Iron bring Fist, he'll definitely come back. He'll be like, please, <laughs> let me try again. Please. <laughs> please, no one will hire me. <laughs> Yeah, we will see. We'll keep you posted on what happens with these characters, with these actors. The MCU is ever-expanding, so this story is far from over. Let's get into what we're watching. What you watching? What you watching? That's where we tell you what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're doing out here in the real world, and we want to hear from you. We'll feature a fan first during this segment. Always, if you write us in at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash contact, reach out to us in the Mostly Superheroes Facebook group. That's exclusive. It's free. Um, or call into that studio phone. We would love to play your voicemail during this segment. This week, it is just the three of us. And Giggler, you're up first. We might move to Scotty Scoop. I see you. We had a fourth person that was going to be here. Is this who's texting you? No. Nope. Hey, keep your just... eyes peeled. On your phones, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay. I got I got my watch ready. So, so listeners, yeah, we were maybe going to have a fourth in the seat today. They had an emergency at the last minute, but they still might come late. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if they come and if they make it for Peacemaker. If not, we'll still get them into the show. But Andy, what you watching? You're up first. It's on Netflix. You recommended it to me. I loved it. Tell us about Thank Murderville. You. I'm glad you loved it. I knew you would. Oh, Just, yeah. <laughs> Scott, have you seen this? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good, good. I, I love this. I'm putting this... Real close up there with like, I think you should leave with level on Netflix. Like, oh, your favorite show of all that's, time? That's wow. Not it, it, okay. It's it's not close up there, but it's it's, it's almost. It, he said lies. it was his favorite. Sh- that's that's that, a fact. I think you should leave was your favorite show of all time. You said on this. That's show. a fact. That's a um, fact. Still. All right, for the fans and that don't know what Murderville is, just give a brief like yeah. one minute synopsis. Murderville. What is this? This is on Netflix. There's about six episodes starring Will Arnett. Um, it's kind of like improv. They have a a, a basically a, a celebrity, I guess, host you could say for each episode. That's that's each one. The first one's Conan O'Brien. Um, you got Ken Ken Jong. You have um, Camille Nanjani, mm-hmm. Sharon Stone, Marshawn Lynch, and I didn't know the other woman's name because she was from Schitt's Creek, and I, I had not seen that show. Oh yeah, she's the uh, she plays the the sister in Schitt's Creek. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember her name, but. I can't remember her name either. She's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, that was a good episode. I mean, there's the, the, all of them are so funny, but basically they drop these th- these actors in. Um, Terry Seattle is is who uh, Will Arnett plays. Just a <laughs> ridiculous detective. So funny. I, I have so much love for Will Arnett now, especially yes. after that Smartless podcast I told you guys about yes. a few months ago. Uh, he's just one of my favorite people now. He's so funny. Uh, but basically, these celebrities do not know anything about the script or what's about to happen. This is completely I- improv. Um, I, I saw one of the screenshots of the script and it's like it's it's so minimal what they know going in. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. And they they basically just he just kind of Terry Seattle leads them along the way. And there's there's a murder mystery for each episode and kind of like an overarching story through the whole six episodes that just kind of keeps you interested the whole way. And like, honestly, some of these murder mysteries like. They fooled me. I didn't. I didn't yeah, get all these. You're trying to. Well, yeah. that's part it's of like the a, fun too. Yeah. Right? You're trying to figure it out with the the yeah, guest. Yeah. And basically, at the end, clues. at the yeah. end, they're like, 
they say to celebrity like okay do you like who did it basically yeah this and, is like a classic murder mystery party that you'd have like at your yeah, house but instead right. it's like they've it's kind of like they've taken a show like the office or parks and rec or actually better example brooklyn 99 and like you know brooklyn 99 so imagine right. if it's brooklyn line nine the episode's the same but they just insert one actor that like doesn't even know what's going on yeah. at all <laughs> yeah it's it's insane it's it's so enjoyable it's so funny like anything can happen there's i mean it, it is slow at times but there's some a few moments in here that it had me like dying laughing like my abs hurt by the end we watched this whole season in one sitting yeah i feel I like was... you got to watch the king john episode and then really the number one episode i mean we're all unanimous yes. right is yes. kumail yes kumail nanjiani uh sky what do you think of this show oh man i loved this show and what what really attracted me to it was conan at first oh yeah i he's saw the conan first, he's the first guest you know, I was like, Conan's in, Conan's in this? I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode, and I, I died laughing. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Kum- the Kumail episode and the Ken Jong episode. I mean, the Kumail episode. So like, I, like, I'm just going to, like, it's not really a spoiler because you have to see it. Yes. But I'm talking about one of the funniest things I've seen in, like, 10-plus years. Like, literally, <laughs> like, it... Bro- I, I hate saying literally what I didn't mean to. It really broke me. Yeah. Like, it really broke me. Like, I was, like, whole... I thought I was, like, you know, don't have to call an ambulance because <laughs> my chest was, like, really... I was holding my chest, like, crying. I was hyperventilating during the Kumail part where he's just doing the... I'll just the call walk. it... I'll just call it the walk. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're only going to watch one of these episodes, if you're, like, listen, Agreed. I'm not going to watch this. This isn't my cup of tea watch the Kumail episode. But if you're if you're into this, just watch them all. Sharon Stone I thought was the weakest episode. Yeah. Yeah. I re- I rewatched the season and I just skipped that one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Murderville, Netflix. Yeah, give it a rating. Uh I would go with a 3.8. That's really good. Just Scotty? keep making uh, this show and 3.7, such a fresh idea for a show. Yeah. And something they can easily easily make seasons of forever. And and just pump them out. Yep. Uh. Yeah. I think I give. I think I'd give it like overall like a three point two, but I would give that Kumail episode like a four point three. Yeah. Like I don't know how to <laughs> off the scale. I, I don't know how to show how funny that oh, is yeah. because yeah. it was something that was like you can't take your eyes off of it. It's almost like a car wreck, and you're gonna love it. When it, when the guy asked when Kumail asked the guy to do the Pakistani accent. Yes. <laughs> He's like, do a Pakistani accent, accent, authentic. Go ahead. <laughs> like, you never know. The what guy they're... was frozen, and it was hilarious. Yeah, they had Ken John do uh, like on the spot, like an Irish accent, yeah. and that was great. Um, yeah, go check it out. Murderville, loved it, loved it. Three point. What I say? Three point eight out of yeah, four. High that's, score. That's that's an A plus. Uh, yeah, that's not messing around. Pretty good. Uh, Netflix bringing it on the comedy game. All right, next up, moving right along, keeping it going, roundtable. Scotty Scoop. Uncharted. I mean, this is a blockbuster film. They've been promoting it so heavy. Talk about Tom Holland and his game. How did this movie go? Uh, I thought it was fun. I'm a really huge fan of the Uncharted uh, PlayStation franchise. It's a video game, right? It's a video game. There are, I believe, maybe five five titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it's indie, a modern Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, loved it. Tom Holland. You got uh, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas. Um, mm. Basically, it's a uh, it's an origin film for this character, uh, Nate Nathan Drake, uh, and uh, Mark Wahlberg plays his partner Sully. Mm. 
Um, he's just uh, kind of a a thief, and um, Mark Wahlberg is a treasure hunter, mm-hmm. and they get wound up and start working together, and they basically go on a uh, a little globe trotting mission to make the big score. Of course, um, they they really go back. I think it was uh, five or six hundred years. Um, Ferdinand Magellan has lost his gold. Oh, wow. And there's billions of dollars in gold just somewhere. Okay. And, you know, they, they do the, the typical Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider kind of, we've got mysteries and there's puzzles to solve and we're going from, from this city to this city and you got your big action stunts. Uh, really, really fun movie. I'm, I'm a little torn because as a, a fan of the franchise and characters that I know so well, you know, I, I was kind of like, come on, I already know these people. Right. Now I've got to sit through an origin story. Like almost like get to, right. get into it. Yeah, let's get to the action, you know. And as a, a fan of the genre in general, I was super excited. Yeah. Gorgeous set pieces, great action. Um, I was kind of worried the whole time I was going to be watching it that I would be like, this is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's Spider-Man. Right, because it's Tom Holland. This is Spider-Man. You know, because I uh, just saw Spider-Man a couple months ago, a couple of times. Um, didn't do it at all. It just was a different he, person. Just a different person, which really speaks to Tom Holland. Did uh, you see Cherry? Did, did a, a, I did not see Cherry. He was, he was, that's Apple, I, Apple TV. That's Apple TV movie, and okay. I had the same worry, but I agree. Like, Tom Holland, he's, you know what it comes down to is, like, it's like, you get, you get into, like, character type casting, and then, like, you have that fear. You know, you get, like, the James Alexander, like, can't get away from Costanza. Costanza, yeah. You know, and I feel like Tom Holland is proving his range. Yes. And it sounds like you're saying he did again. Oh, yeah, he did it. Yeah. He, he did it well. Um, I would fully, fully expect to see two or three more of these movies. Right. You know, within the next six, seven years. You saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was great experience. IMAX? Uh, the, I think it's called The Great Screen. Okay. You know, so where'd you see it? Uh, Marcus DePere and Shanna kids. Yes, uh, brought them all. How'd everybody feel? They, they all loved it. Well, I guess we'll have to get a rating from you. Yeah, uh, I would probably give this a three point four. Wow, solid. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy this type of movie. Yeah, well, it's easy, like sit back, relax. You're about to go on a ride. Yeah, for sure. I, we finally watched Jungle Cruise and we had a great time. Oh yeah, that just was another a- like going for. I mean, that was based on a ride. Yeah, this one's a video game. <laughs> like you're gonna get. Probably a lot of nods to the game. Yeah. Fans of the game yep. probably look forward to like levels that they remember. Right. I'm there sure jumping to that plane is probably like some, a part of the game or something. For sure. Some Easter eggs here and there and some, you know, after after credit scenes. Oh, okay. That's good you for know. them to know. One or two. Uh, we got to remember two. to start telling people that for yeah. new movies. There was two. Two of them. Mid-credit yeah. and uh, end yeah, credit? Yeah, mid-credit wow. and end credit. Wow. All right, Andy, we've obviously heard of this. Have you seen it? No, there's a... Like the extent of me knowing about this movie is that there's a Drake's map in Fortnite, so oh yeah, and, uh, sure. helps you get really nice guns and a yeah. nice treasure chest. So so pretty famous in like the game world, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. This is one of PlayStation's biggest franchise, and they put it right yeah. out there when you when they start the movie, they put the PlayStation logo up. Really? Yeah. See, like, I mean, and I'm remembering it now. Like, I'm having like vague flashbacks because, like, I'm I must have played it at some point, but obviously not a diehard fan. On my, um, you're talking like one of the launch titles for PlayStation 3. Oh so my this gosh. is like 2007. Yeah. Sheesh. This is in the forefront. 
Yeah, I was too busy with like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which in uh, I do believe it's Uncharted Four, you can sit down as the character and pick up a PlayStation controller and play Crash Bandicoot. Like you play someone you play, playing you, Crash Bandicoot, and, and it brings the you know you're playing the game. Well, because there's some crossover there, right? Crash Bandicoot it was kind of like made the, by the same developer oh, who makes these games. The boxes, yes, the temples, yeah. the oh da oh da oh da. Yep. So a lot of that. Um, yeah. All right, Naughty Dog. 3.4. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. See, I remember that. Yep. All right, you going to see this? Um, Probably on DVD or so, maybe. Yeah, at home. I was always a... Are you going to go to the Walmart bin for yeah, $3? I'll probably, I'll probably <laughs> read it on Betamax. I'll just red box it, I think. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, PC Mike, stop by the red box. <laughs> I was always a Xbox guy, so I never had a PlayStation, so I never got into these games, but I've heard good things. Um, but for, as far as the movie, I've heard... I mean, also heard good things. Huge fan of... Mark Wahlberg, anything he does. That's true. So, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Legend. Yeah, I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll see this for sure. Yeah, same. I think I'll also watch this at home. Looks like it came out February 11th, so I don't know. Yeah. It's probably maybe getting... It might be close. Close you to the end of its catch run. it on the, the $5 Tuesdays. And we're, this is something we should get better at knowing, too, is like who makes it, where will it end up streaming-wise? Do we have a guess? Um, we don't have to know it today. Probably, but some, I would say probably stars. I think they might be with Sony. It, it would make be- sense from like a Tom Holland standpoint. It That's seems like his stuff. Star Stars has brought the Spider Man movies back. Yes, to streaming. They're back. I do believe so. Yes. Wow. Okay. And it's it seems like uh, Tom Holland might be a uh, might be a Sony property. Okay, we'll let you know. Uh, well, this will definitely make the the rounds on the internet whenever it is streaming, and then probably be time for me and you to watch it, Andy. I'll get on DVD. Yeah, you'll just wait for it. I mean, uh, you'll just order, VHS. You'll, VHS. Just order, you'll order it off eBay, like at an auction. Yeah, VHS. <laughs> All right, Uncharted 3.4 from Scotty Scoop. Can't wait for that one. And we did almost have a guest in here today. I'll just give it up for him because he's a good guy and he is going to be on the show at least at some point. His name's Brandon, and he's written into the show before, and he was going to talk about the Righteous Gemstones and uh, maybe we'll get him in here next time. But I'm about to finish season two. This is all I'll say about it, then I'm going to move on. I think season one was twice as good as season two. What do you think? Where I do don't you... know. I don't. I, I didn't get that When vibe. you're just comparing the two, I, how do you feel? you think they're the same? Do you think Same. Season... Same to me. All right. Well, did you watch it? I've not seen any of it. Never seen it? No. Nope. It's uh, John Goodman, Dan, Danny McBride, uh, Adam Devine, The Righteous Gemstones play TV a big giant church televangelist. It's an HBO show. There are two seasons out, and it's one of the funniest shows that's out there. And I will okay. say, it's not that I dislike season two. I no, just I felt like it definitely trailed off toward the end. How would you pit this against like Eastbound and Down? Yeah, I mean, same like family for okay. sure. Like you talk, you look at the shows that Danny McBride does, and like I've been thinking more about this in general because like this is TV evangelist, like rich, mega rich family. Joel like, Osteen. I mean, yeah, exactly. The biggest church of the big. That's what this show is like about. You know, air quotes. It's all fiction, of course. But like you look at Danny McBride, like a lot of the things that they're showing, and a lot of the callouts to like kind of Christianity, Christianity in the United States. Like I grew up in a small town. Like I was Southern Baptist. Like my my dad was like a Billy Graham guy. Like I mean, I've been to like some of these big churches when I was a young kid, you know. Yeah. And like they got some things in here that I saw when I was a kid that I could not believe I saw in this show. <laughs> like for example, season two brought in. Did you guys ever hear about like big muscly Christian men? 
that would come to like your school and then they and would do, rip up phone books. They'd rip up phone books. Yes. And they'd like flip the tires, they'd crack boards. Yeah, the strong men. And they were like for literally Jesus. a limp for Jesus. Yeah. Like they bring that into the show. And I'm telling Carrie, I'm like, listen, this is funny to a lot of people. This is like my childhood yeah, right for here. For real. Like this is like actually happening. So because at of at least that, five times that happened. And I've noticed wow. with all of his shows, he I think Danny McBride is one of these kind of like everyday dudes that's just hilarious and he's yeah. like you know the, i don't know if he's just that great of an actor or if he's actually had some of these experiences but you look at like eastbound and down um vice principles yeah like he kind of gets these stories that are really about like pe- they're really about like people like real people and experiences every, like the, almost like yeah. the majority of people out like in the world that are just kind of going through their day-to-day trying yeah. to like make it work but like crazy things happen yeah. to them right the righteous gemstones is is right up there okay brandon that was for you and then for me, I actually skipped a title. I just had to highlight St. Louis Mardi Gras because it was this past weekend. If you don't know, out there in the world, if you celebrate Mardi Gras, happy Mardi Gras season, it is now the number one Mardi Gras party in the world in terms of size and a number of people is in New Orleans in the United States. The second one is in St. Louis, Missouri. Right here. Right here. About, uh, I mean, somewhere between 400, 600,000 people descend on a neighborhood that I lived in for about eight years called Soulard. It's an old French quarter-style neighborhood and just piles of people, lots of beer, lots of green, purple, green, uh, yellow, beads galore, lots of beers, uh, starting early in the day, lots of walking. I think we walked like five miles. Andy, I saw you there. We had a great time, and we're just—I wanted to share some pictures from our event because Mardi Gras is a big thing in our household. So I wanted to bring it into the show. It's yeah, same here. It's one of our favorite days of the year. We are so pumped for it, and I, I was real hungover after well spent on Friday. Yeah, this is a busy to weekend. Well this, spent Friday, and then an early Mardi Gras on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but there was no way I was missing this, so I put on put on my party pants. <laughs> And I, I powered through. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of power, you did say it, and I did get <laughs> lots of compliments. I had the sick Power Rangers uh, sweater, which, uh, guys, it's on Amazon, so like you can go get it yourself. Um, and some tie-dye pants. I mean, it's about dressing fun. It's about being with friends. And I forget the French term that they say during Mardi Gras season, but in English, it translates to let the good times roll. And I'm just a big fan of that. Scotty Scoop, you ever celebrated Mardi Gras in your uh, life? Yeah, I've actually... Um- I think I've gone to the parade maybe five or six times. Yeah, in my in my younger years, not as much nowadays. Yeah, uh, it's the crowds. Yeah, you know, especially now with everything going on. But yeah, I mean, it's not even that. I just always, I you know, I hate being cramped up, people everywhere. Yeah, crowded in. You were the pre-COVID anti-crowder. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Back in my day, we didn't have crowds. Yeah, the the crowd was half this size. Um. Yeah, always a good time. Always a good time. Like yeah. I said, we always want to bring stuff that we're doing uh, out here, like festivals and whatnot. And that it goes for you too, fans. So write us in, let us know what you're doing out there, and we'll feature you on the show. With that, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna step away, take a breath, come back, enjoy this ad real quick. When you come back, we're gonna be talking about Peacemaker season one on HBO Max. Stick around. We'll be right back. The meat. Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan, back here in the studio from the break with Scotty Scoop and the Giggler, warmed up and ready to go to talk about the meat. The chunk, the sizzle, it's why we're here, it's why you're here, and we cannot wait to talk about this bust-out series about a character 
that has just recently made his theatrical debut, now has his own TV series, not only out there, but on HBO Max and written and directed by a St. Louis legend. You know him. It's James Gunn. That's right, folks. We're talking about Peacemaker. Talking season one, and we're going to do it like we did with the book of Boba Fett. Something we're bringing into the show is giving a little background where you need it. Basically, nobody knew about this guy. I didn't know about him. I don't think Giggler knew about him. Mm-hmm. Scotty, who is our resident comic book fan. Unless uh, you, no. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> unless you ask Aaron <laughs> out there, that also the Giggler. But you hadn't read any Peacemaker comics. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths is the only exposure I ever had to Peacemaker. And at the time, you probably didn't think anything. Nothing. You're just some guy in the background. Yeah. So I thought it'd be just real quick, before we get into the show, before we talk about the Suicide Squad, quick history on the character, super brief, uh, big shout out out there to Looper, always doing great recap videos, and also this was a nice video they did, the history of DC's Peacemaker Explained, written by Alex G. Um, I'm going to read straight from the article here. Who is Peacemaker? Basically, he's a poke in the eye to both the countercultural movement of the 1960s and the military establishment. The central idea of Peacemaker is that he's an incredibly devoted pacifist, so committed to the cause, in fact, that he's willing to hurt countless people in order to achieve it. We are familiar with this. We've heard this. And he actually made his debut back in 1966, I believe. If it wasn't his debut, it may have been around the time that DC Comics picked up the property, which they had. And he was in a Forgotten Fightin' Fightin' Five series. And then he actually had his own comic book that only went for five issues. So it was pretty quick. Uh, in 1993, in an attempt to stop the evil plans of the villain Eclipso, Peacemaker crashes his helicopter into the villain's tanks, dying, or so it seems, in a fiery explosion. So that was 1993. And then getting to more recent runs... Have, has anybody here heard of the multiversity? No. Scott? Uh, I do believe that's a pretty recent event. Is it, yeah, this is like 2014, okay. it looks like. Yeah. Uh, multi, multiversity. Another chance for comic book creator legend Grant Morrison to get weird as all get out. This titan of modern comics writing brings his spacey spiritual out, spirituality and time-bending antics to all kinds of titles. Uh, so this is where they had a DC multiverse put in the put into the entirety of the DC canon, um, and Peacemaker was part of this run as well. Uh, you had other people in there that you know Superman was in there, Animal Man, um, and now with all the hoopla with the character being in movies and TV shows again, he is actually back actively in the comics. Yeah, Suicide Squad. The uh, Suicide Squad, twenty twenty one, relaunched with Christopher Smith. Um, and a new version of Task Force X. So you diehard comic book fans out there, you guys are probably aware of this. But let's talk about the movies. Talk about the TV show, because in 2021, a really fun movie came out. You might remember it. Andy, I think we saw it twice within three days. It was The Suicide Squad. This was the reboot. James Gunn picked up the film that originally had, what, come out in, what, 2016 or 17? Yeah, I think that's about 16. And rebooted the whole film, brought brought back a ton of characters, Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg. You got uh, new characters like Ratcatcher 2, spoiler alert for that movie, Idris Elba coming in as Deathstroke. 
right? Deathstroke? Um, um, oh, my God. Deadshot? Dead- Deadshot. <laughs> no, Deadshot was oh my Will God. Smith. Is it Deathstroke? No, Deathstroke, no, Deathstroke is orange. Is, yeah. is orange and He's black. Got the He's got the half orange, Slade, half black. Slade yeah. Wilson. And it, it's not Deadshot, is it? What? No. This, is, this is a common uh, misconception here. So oh, we're not I, I'm, alone. I'm coming right up. And, coming. We, and also, yeah. we're well, you're the expert, Andy. And it's, uh... <laughs> Andy's looking it up. Let's make sure we get it right. Bloodsport. Bloodsport Blood had the Jeez. great mask yeah, and all the yeah. great guns. And then another character that we meet for the very first time in the Suicide Squad movie is John Cena as Peacemaker. Andy, you're a wrestling fan. You're diehard John Cena. You couldn't believe it. And then after the crazy success of this movie, we find out that James Gunn's bringing eight episodes of a show only about this character to HBO Max. They're here. They've come out. The full series is out. Spoiler alert for the film. You might have heard of it by now. I hope so. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Come back and listen to us. It came out on January 13th, 2022, exclusively on HBO Max. Eight episodes, unconfirmed, $10 million per episode. I And when I say unconfirmed, it's because, guys, I looked for two hours. Wow. <laughs> And if you, Andy, get out your phone and see if you can find it, because it seems like they, they don't want you to know. Yeah. This is like a thing that was not easy to find. You know how Google is usually like, you know, completing that for you? Right. It's like, what? no, we don't know anything Nothing. about this. <laughs> um, eight episodes, maybe 10 million, created and written by James Gunn, starring John Cena, Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma. We also have other folks like Jennifer Holland, Steve Ag uh, and many other folks. We had a lot of folks in, in, included in this. Those are some of the top names. And I actually watched a great recap video because I had not seen the series in a couple of weeks. Got to give a shout out to Man of Recaps on YouTube. You guys ever heard of this guy? No. no. He's fantastic. He's got like 300,000 vid- uh, subscribers. And his videos are super simple. Him, like, overlaid on front of some footage from the show or movie. And I watched a recap video in, like, six minutes, and he did an excellent job. Really helped me kind of play catch up with what's going on. Before I go any further, let's look at you, Giggler, do a gut check. Coming off the Suicide Squad, watching these episodes, how excited were you? And then after the show ended, how did you feel? Oh, that that just says it all about how good this show was, that, like, when this, sh- like, this premise came out and it was announced, like, John Cena, James Gunn, I'm in. Like that's 100% gonna be a home run. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a, a match made in heaven. So uh, the fact that the this show was so good that I still like enjoyed all the characters in the show for basically the entire time, and still enjoyed it might be one of my favorite shows that that we've talked about. That says a lot for sure. So. That's a hell of an opening. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to get your rating and talk about the story in depth. Scotty Scoop going into it, coming out. What was your experience like at a top level? Um, I remember hearing that the show was uh, greenlit, I think, like maybe a day or two before I actually had seen the Suicide Squad movie. And I was like, man, they, they must really have something that they, they thought was going to be good. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Um, I, of course I'm watching it episode weekly. Yeah. So, I mean, I never got bored Yeah. or felt like it was stale. Yeah. You came um, back each week and it was like, yeah. Right, let's go. And I was like, man, I can't, you know, every well, Thursday. Yeah. I, I see, think it was Thursday. We, we ended up binging it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We watched the first couple and I was, I was in. It, yeah. It dropped the first 
three. Exactly. And then I was so in, Carrie and I, that we were like, I was like, listen, this is good. Let's just wait. Like, cause like at that point, I already knew Man. I liked it. I just want to wait until the end and we'd watch it in a day. Wow. And I mean, you talk about one of the best days ever. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, guys. We loved it. We can't wait to get into the specifics on the story. We're going to break it down. Season one, we're not going episode by episode. We're just going to talk about the story overall. Quick recap and then some reviews, some ratings like we always do. Um, I wanted to say, though, how did it do out there in the real world? Like in terms of viewership, we're trying to give you an idea of how many people are watching these things. So according to an article from Business Insider, the series, which is a spinoff of the Suicide Squad, of course, was created by the movie's director, James Gunn, was the most in-demand original streaming TV series in the world as of January 22nd, according to the data firm Parrot Analytics. And they quoted it to say it was 69.5 times more in-demand than average series on the streaming platform, which is like, it seems like every time I look up these things, they're different metrics. They, it's like they make up their own metrics. It's like 500 million say, people watch like, this. Right. Two million households. Right. <laughs> this show's 69 times better than other shows. <laughs> like, what happened to just like the box? I guess they can't do box office anymore. They don't have it. The streaming is just different. Um, but we know that in the circles of DC, and I want to ask you, I don't, I don't think Shannon watched this with you, right? Uh, no, she didn't. Stephanie Not. watched this. Oh yeah. yeah, liked it, loved it. Mm -hmm. Carrie loved too. It. Seems uh, like it's yeah. like hitting a wide audience, um, and we have some really fun stuff to highlight, including a really fun interview pertaining to that catchy ass theme song. The music was absolutely one of the biggest parts. I think most of it was handpicked by James Gunn, including the theme song. But I want to get into the story. Well, we already gave that spoiler alert. Let's go ahead and get into it right away, and. This movie or this show picks right up after the movie, The Suicide Squad. I mean, right away. Yeah. We already gave spoiler alert for The Suicide Squad. Where does it wrap up for Peacemaker? He gets shot in the neck by Bloodsport. 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 Blood he ends up surviving. Only if you watch the end credit scene. Only if you watch the end credit scene. That's a really fair point. Yeah. You got to watch the end credit scene. Yeah. So many people just get up. Walk out of the movie, and then they're like, "There's a Can't show called it. Peacemaker," and they're like, "Yeah, but he's dead. He died. I saw the movie, <laughs> and, and he can't. Where, what happened in the movie? Just kind of for Peacemaker storytelling purposes, he was the undercover mole for Amanda Waller. He killed Rick Flag to keep the government secret about the big starfish away from everybody. Um, because again, Peacemaker, what's his thing that we learned in, in uh, the Suicide Squad? He'll do anything for peace. He'll do anything for peace. And I got to give a parental discretion right now. This is a hard R TV show. We are going to be talking about stuff that might be not too kid friendly. We're at least going to be repeating some cuss words and whatnot. But overall, we'll still kind of keep it as clean as we can. But the show is a hard R. I don't think you were watching this with your kids, were you, Scott? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like that first episode. Yeah, oh. it got pretty wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, if you think John yeah. Cena dancing in his underwear. Oh, yeah, and what he was doing right before he danced in his underwear. Correct. like if you... And after. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into it. So he he is in the hospital. At the end of the Suicide Squad, the end credit scene is like the – Task Force X control group, Amanda Waller's team, a couple of them kind of come and visit him in the hospital, and it's like, okay, this is where they're going to pick up, and that's exactly what happens in season one. Apparently, Peacemaker, uh, his full name is Chris 
Smith. 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 He's been there for five months. Yeah, for a while. Been there for a while, and he has been like doing rehab, and they tell him, you're good to go. He finds out he can leave. He can go home. He's like, okay. Uh, he He's like, I guess I can just leave the hospital. Pulls a janitor to the side and has like a really funny interaction in the first 10 minutes of the series where John Cena is just like kind of painting the picture of like what this show is going to be. And it's this character in full force saying like, I'm going to go try to live my life, be peacemaker. I'm free. I'm no longer in prison. And I'm just going to go try and get home, which where does he live? An American flag trailer park in what? Do we know what state we're in? I think it was like oh, was it Ohio. It's it's definitely like a midwestern. Yeah, definitely midwestern. I like the uh, uh, where he took the cab, and he was trying to pay pay the cab with the uh, the foreign money from the place where he was where he was where he in was the Suicide Squad and ended up having to give up his helmet. Yes, <laughs> to pay the cab driver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh wow. So this guy, you know, the helmet is as part of his outfit as anything. Starting else. from scratch. And I'm just gonna start over. Get rid of the helmet. He's at his house. He thinks maybe he got away with it, but pretty quickly he learns like the Amanda Waller task force is not done with him. And I'm done. I'm really gonna need the giggler's help probably with a lot of these names. But we have a few people. We have Jennifer Holland's character. That's Amelia Harcourt. She's the blonde. Steve Edgy. Uh, he's the glasses dye beard. Dye beard. We just call him dye beard. <laughs> yeah. We got Mern. He's like this guy that's kind of their leader. We end up meeting at a certain point. I don't know if think we. I think I don't think we meet him yet, but I think he has like voicemails from vigilante. Vigilante. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like completely blew up his phone blew while his he was phone. in jail and then on his missions. Yes, exactly. And then we have best friends. Then we have I forget her first name. I think her last name is Adebayo. Adebayo, or maybe that is her first name. And Adebayo is new to this team. She, she wasn't in the movie, right? Or was she in the Suicide Squad? No. 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 That's the whole thing. She's new. She's yeah. like kind of showing up, and everybody's kind of like, who is this girl? Well, come to find out, she's also deep undercover. Yeah. She's Amanda Waller's daughter. Okay. Um, we also learn uh, that since Peacemaker's out, he's not going to get to be free. He's going to have to work for these guys again. Let's remind you what's going on. What's the Suicide Squad? They put in implants of bombs into your head and then you work for amanda waller you go out and do missions for her and if you don't do that they'll blow you up yeah well this thing is still in his head which means he can still be tracked he's still got to work for these folks and there's a a, a a world a global level event like threat i should say i think they might call it national level and they say like you're gonna have to help us with this don't really know much about what it is but we learn pretty quickly during a debrief at the diner where a couple things happen. Peacemaker kind of groups up, groups up with these people. We learn that they're going to ha- have to go assassinate a governor and his family. And we'll find out why in a minute, but this is the first time we actually meet Vigilante in person. And he's in his, like, off. He's, he's off. He's not Vigilante. He's, like, yeah. his regular persona. He's a busboy at the diner. Right. Sees Peacemaker. Right, we've already heard the voicemails at this point, but once he finds out that Peacemaker's back, he's so happy, he's yeah. so excited. He goes out to the back. This is where we get the. This is my butt dance. This is my favorite butt dance. That's, that's why I bought this shirt because <laughs> yeah, fav- you got favorite character in the show. I think Vigilante. which says a lot yeah, because hilarious. says a lot because I'm a John Fena- John Cena stan. Like he's the champ to me forever. So yeah, yeah, vigilant. I said it before. Vigilante kind of stole the show, man. This guy's hilarious. He's a psycho. So much fun. Um. 
And so we we get the team kind of together. We don't know what the big threat's going to be. Um, but we also, before we get this diner scene, we also meet one more major character that's going to play a major role throughout the whole series, Peacemaker's dad, who is a white redneck uh, supremacist. Oh, yeah, white supremacist. Racist and hates his son even. He's yeah. you know, not a fan of his son. Um, we learn a few things about him pretty quickly. One, he's not just a regular old redneck. He's like a supervillain genius. Yeah. He has a quantum-type lab in his house that like kind of unfolds on itself when you go in, which was like, I mean, you talk about one of the most jarring scenes of the show. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're in the Midwest. Oh, we know this character. He's some sort of redneck, yeah. idiot, racist. And then like, okay, he like takes the little light switch panel off and just beep, 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 and walks into another dimension an basically a, an extra dimensional portal exactly and like it's like a lab is in there many types of peacemaker helmets oh yeah not just scabies one. there's <laughs> there's scabies? at least like 12 <laughs> oh the one that gives you scabies yeah gives you scabies everybody's got to have scabies <laughs> at some point point. and do we get the do we get his suit yet the, oh yeah i think we see his suit which i mean a, let's just get it out of the way the white dragon this is a white supremacist super villain that's like, like they leaned right into it well oh, they yeah. also like combined a lot of different things like this is a complex character yes um but he's got the white devil horns and basically has like kkk followers that like yeah. worship him and love him and uh he's just this super villain genius bad guy that happens to be like a racist yeah and he also hates his son he's like yeah. You're pathetic um well and like why why we why you know let's get into it a little bit um, we learn a little bit about, we start getting pieces of Chris's past, right? This was definitely going to be part of this show. You get present day Peacemaker. Well, then you also get flashbacks to his past. And it's like his dad trained him to be a killer, we find out. And we don't find out till much later, but he had a very hard, harsh childhood trauma where his dad and all of his redneck friends were doing like money pit style. Let's get these two kids to fight. Two brothers just like 12-year-olds, and Peacemaker hits his brother just just the wrong way, kills him at the age of, like, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had to be, like, 11 or 12. And, like, we don't find this out till much later in the series, but I think for storytelling purposes, recapping the series, I mean, you find yeah, this out kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because you start to see Chris start to deal with this thing, too, because he's his father's son. He's this guy that has becoming, you know, he's, he's got peace no matter what, right? Um, but he's dealing with kind of like he's he's starting to like feel bad about killing in the present day. And how do we find this out? Well, they find the governor's family and they're definitely aliens. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like they're all sitting around the table and they have like those tongues, tongues come out. Butterfly tongues. And that's what they're called, right? They're butterflies. Yeah. And these are things are the things that take over human's body. Peacemaker can't even kill him in the moment. Vigilante jumps yeah. in. Pop, pop, pop. Gets no, ready. no dove of peace. On his gun. Yeah, every time I draw his... the dove of peace, it looks like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's only one butterfly left in this governor's house. Vigilante's about to do it, and this is where we meet Judo Master. Yes. Judo, Judo Master, this four foot three green outfit little guy. Yeah, I'd have never heard of this in my life. Have He's... you, have you, mm -mm. Scotty? Uh, another another one of the characters that DC bought when they bought the uh, Charlton comics. You familiar? No. This was like, I mean, this is, he's exactly what you think. He's just yeah. like this small, like, I don't even, I don't want to say karate, judo. Yeah. Judo. Obviously. Ju ju obviously. <laughs> right. That's yeah. how. 
three. You can tell him the big, big fighting, big fighting guy. Three, <laughs> big fighting fan over here. You yeah. can tell. Um, and actually, what we learn is that um, the governor, the bug, the butterfly that and it was inside of him was actually like one of the leaders yeah. of the butterflies, and his name was Goff. And they actually end up uh, getting the governor. They kill the governor. Governor Peacemaker actually keeps that butterfly host, uh, like as a pet in, in a, a jar. jar. Yeah. And we find out these things only eat one thing. Yeah. Which is like some kind of yellow goo. Milk. It's like milk, honey, something. You know. Exactly. Gooey. Um. All right. So during this, I feel like I'm skip. I've skipped a lot in episode um, one. But, the- but remember the girl yeah. that he takes home from the bar. Yeah. So Peacemaker tries to take home Amelia Harcourt. She's not having it. Like he like he like meets stalks her out her. after a team meeting. He, he, he stalks her. He stalked yeah. her. He stalked her. Followed her to a bar. She's like, get out of here. Finds another girl at the bar. Takes her home. And I mean, just adult. This is full hard R in the show. Just these two getting after it, banging it out, banging it out, and <laughs> just John Cena going crazy, dancing yeah. in his in his whitey tidies, and then dancing in his whitey tidies, which is looking maybe- around the apartment, finds the record collection of the you know the best hits of the eighties, yeah, hair metal, yeah, and he's just singing. Well, probably one of the best scenes. In the- oh yeah, for sure. I was like. When, it, when I saw that scene, I was like, I can't believe they got John Cena to do this. Yes. I can't believe it. Yes. Um, and he nails it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, this girl that he takes home ends up being a butterfly. This is before we meet the other family and whatnot. But, you know, it all kind of, that part all kind of blends together a little bit. She ends up trying to kill him in the apartment, brings it like a big knife fight, brutal battle between yeah. these two. John Cena flies out the window. She's chasing him down. He got a hold of the helmet that his dad gave him earlier. Which happens to be Sonic Boom. Activate Sonic Boom. <laughs> blows her to hell. <laughs> blows the whole parking lot to hell. And because of this, the task I keep saying Task Force X, but that's what the Suicide Squad is called. Right. I don't know what I just always I say. I mean, like, they they kind of they're kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, this is like deep state. They kind of talk about it, right? Yeah. This is deep state undercover. Like we're on our own. As right. of, of course. Right. right. Like if anything goes wrong. And not only will, if anything goes wrong, but Amanda Waller's playing the same old games that she played back in Suicide Squad where she had Peacemaker undercover. Mm-hmm. Well, now she's got her daughter planting Peacemaker's diary. Diary, A yeah. fake, like, fake di- diary. In his house so that when this all crashes down, he'll he'll go down for, like, anything that goes wrong. Um, but because there's been a big accident with the Sonic Boom helmet, he they actually have to, they have to like, help cover this up so that, like, he doesn't, like, go to jail. Right. And... Die beard. <laughs> Do you have his actual name in the a, show? Economos. Say it. Economos. That's, the, that's yeah. the other thing. All these names are crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. weird names. Um, he has the bright idea of let's frame Peacemaker's dad. Peacemaker's dad. The 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 white dragon. The only yes. one he could think of at the time. The, yeah, yeah. The only person he could think of. Which, like, when John Cena finally finds us out in the third episode, it just. Goes on one of his, you know, it had Flies to be an improv, improv oh my God. list. So good. Oh, yes. One person after the other, just naming celebrities and bands and whatnot. But his dad will eventually, you know, be kind of getting on a little revenge path here of like, God, I've already told you how much I hate my son. And now he's like getting me in prison. He's getting upset. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're like three or four episodes in. Anything that we're missing from the beginning arc uh, of this of this character, the story, before we keep going? Only like the best character of the show. Please. Eagly. E- oh, duh. When, <laughs> when we meet the dad, we, right. we meet Eagly. Eagly. I'll give it up. 
the the dad's been uh, the dad's been taking care of Eagly. Kind you know, of. We, he's, he's just sitting right, in the garage. In the garage, we get we get a heartwarming like uh, meet up and a and a hug. An eagle hug. An eagle hug. Got this straight out of the trailer, Dad, but Dad, to see Dad, it. Dad, get my phone. Get a picture. Get a picture. He's, he's hugging me. He's hugging me. Um, the only other thing I think we missed was uh, he pulled that that suspicious item out of the uh, girl's apartment. We didn't know what it's. We don't know what it's at at the time. Yeah, at the time, the glowing little talisman type thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then whenever he gets it in his house later, he's. He he meets up with like that girl and that guy that he like kind of held hostage in the room. Like we get that great episode. I think it was probably the second episode where he's. It's right after he he's explodes try, yeah. the girl. He's trying to get out of the trying building. Trying to escape the building. And Amelia Harcourt and what's her name? Uh, Adebayo. 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 They like come to rescue him. He ju- he's jumping from balcony to balcony, just landing on his body. <laughs> ah. Um. But yeah, he finds he finds a. Well, we don't know it yet, but it's one of the butterflies. Ships. Spaceships. Spaceship, yeah. Like at the time, though, I mean, at the time, what are you thinking? Right. Yeah. Like, I, that I was wasn't like, it. What is that? Some sort of weapon. <laughs> that or was a bomb it. or. Yeah. Um, okay, so then what happens next here? Looking through the episode list, keeping us as, as our guide. Peacemaker's dad's in prison. Um, Abadio, like, kind of decides kind of quickly. We're starting to see a lot of sides to her, right? She's got a secret, not a secret relationship. She's got a regular relationship, um, but she's kind of like, she has a, you know, she starts off treating this like a regular job. Right. She's kind of like, I got to go to work. Um, Why don't you just stay in the hotel nearby? Mm-hmm. And then she learns very quickly this is very dangerous. Yes. She's like, I'm not cut out for this. You know, like my mom, Amanda Waller, cutthroat, is telling me to like be manipulative and, and shady. I'm not really, I just don't really like it. Well, she does it, right? She right. gets vigilante to get himself thrown into prison to go kill, kill the dad. peacemaker's dad <laughs> do you guys remember how he gets in, himself thrown into prison no, all the cops are sitting outside of the prison and they're just like eating lunch <laughs> and so he walks he just i mean it's the slowest scene which is my favorite thing he walks back there just imagine like being at a park in a picnic like around a like at a park and you know like those big outside trash cans Remember, he just picks it up, oh yeah, and he just throws it <laughs> into the window of the prison, and they just take him right into the prison. Take him right in. <laughs> um, goes in there, gets him fired up, doesn't help at all. Actually, makes things worse. <laughs> he like walks right up to everyone <laughs> and just starts kicking ass. Yeah. Oh my god! Just throwing down shade like your mom jokes, and you're a red, you're a dumb hillbilly, and a redneck, and an inbred. Talking to the white dragon and his followers to his to their Try, face. Yeah, and trying to goad him into a fight. And he's just sitting there smiling. Yeah. Let's just highlight Vigilante for a minute, man. There's the I, I feel like it's in one of these episodes in the first half where Peacemaker's like really struggling with killing. And he's like, I just don't know if I want to do it anymore. Yeah. Vigilante's like, You think I want to kill a bad guy when he robs a store? Or do you think I want to just murder some kid when he does graffiti? You think I like just like stomping in a shoplifter's head? He's like, well, I kind of do. He's yeah, like, I kind of. Like. He's just like a messed up killer. He's all for it. Yeah, this this guy did a great job. Adrian, I feel like Adrian Chase. Is Adrian that the Chase. actor's name? That's a, uh, that's, that's his, his name Freddy, in the show. Freddie Stroma yeah, is okay. the actor's name. Much better than the uh, the Arrowverse adaptation of of Vigilante. Yeah, this is, a, that. this is a very very different 
vigilante than the comics. I can tell you that. And different than the comics, different than the CW. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? Well, who was? Well, just I mean. Oh, just diff- much better. I mean, CW, HBO Max. You're- I, mean, I think they really but, wait, pulled wait, like on, a, that's all you need. I'm to- just I'm confused. You're saying that this was a character that was done before? Yeah, he was on. A, yeah, he was on. He's in the Arrowverse. Maybe one of the finals couple seasons. That yeah. might be why you didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. might have been the last one. Maybe the well, that last season before. gets a little foggy because I mean, there's just so many new characters and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, he looks similar. Yeah. Okay, Got like uh, the kind v, of like the yeah, very kind of- that that is like classic vigilante costume yeah. straight from the comics yeah. okay all right i mean he looks great too i yeah. love the outfit he's also a real badass too like he's like oh, he, man. he can do yeah. everything he For can sure. shoot he can fight um all right so moving along see if we're missing anything else we you know peacemaker's really upset about them turning in their dad they're working on this still um they kidnap judo master they kidnap judo master <laughs> And he gets loose a couple times, but then they the shoot one him. time they, they shot him, they get loose. They yeah, they, they were, shoot. Yeah. Oh yeah, they shoot. He was fighting Peacemaker in the parking lot. <laughs> a rematch. Yeah, and, and then Abadio, uh, Abadio, Le- Leota, I think was her name. Yeah, Leota Abadio, and, and he shoots him, and Peacemaker's like, "You just ruined my rematch." Right, I, I had him. Um. Okay, so they actually find out. In one of their team meetings, I think this might have been like around episode five or six, they find out where this milk stuff, where these things like to eat, is being bottled. So they have to go ramsack this place where they're bottling all the the stuff. They don't know where it's coming from yet, but the general working theory is if these butterflies need to eat this stuff, we find out where that is and we'll go get them. So they go into this bottling plant. This is where we get the great activate x-ray vision. And he's got the (laughs) x-ray vision uh, oh, helmet, and he can just see all the butterflies, and he's just yeah. shooting one person after the other, straight in the head. So aggressive, so aggressive. Uh, <laughs> like just uh, a kind of intense battle scene, and then the team actually gets kind of in a rough place in the end because yeah. you remember what comes out of nowhere. A big, gorilla, yeah. I mean, big old monkey with a. I mean, presumably with one of these butterfly things in it. I would yeah. guess so. Yeah. yeah, they said it did. I mean, yeah. for a minute, were you guys thinking just for a hot second that it could have grod? I thought I, it was grod. I thought sure. it was for sure. I was like, holy crap! I it's mean, grod. How do you have a DC show where you're like referencing the Flash and the Justice League all the time? Which right. Peacemaker's talking about the Justice League as if he knows him, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "Oh, Superman, he's got a poop fetish." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the confirmation that Batmite exists. Batmite. Uh, Batmite. That's canon. Just, uh, now it's canon. You know about Batmite? I know about Batmite. He is a uh, a a being from the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Smallville, so you probably know Mister Mitzelplick. Yes. Oh, yes. The, they are they are the same from the same place. They're from the same realm. So okay. s- somewhere at some time, there was a little tiny character standing Batman, mm-hmm. the Ben Affleck Batman. In this universe, I mean, it was really the Ben Affleck one. But it had to be. I mean, oh, okay. This is you know, yeah. He's sense. from this, this universe. Is it, okay, right? I, I get it. What yeah. you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that part for sure. Like, I, I mean, whenever he even that phrase, it was like the Batmite stands Batman. I just had to like pause it on the subtitles and be like, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean to stand someone? <laughs> um. Yeah. So we get a lot of cuts like that, and trying to think as we enter toward the end we learn so go ahead andy the uh the cops start to get a little suspicious of oh, the, uh, the, cops. the fingerprints yeah. 
cops are great. You got that guy that plays like the wedding singer and the hangover yeah. movies. Oh my god! Yeah. And the 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 woman too was fantastic. But they're all right. So yeah, they're catching on to stuff. Yeah. And then they replace the commissioner. They're they're starting to do their own vetting of the fingerprints because they realize yes, this, this is not adding up. Something's because, not right. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were interviewing Peacemaker's dad, and he's like, "I didn't do it. Go go check the fingerprints." Yes. And then all of a sudden, they have a new police captain. Which, More suspicion arises. Which, so we get this new police captain who is a friend of, we find out, Mern, who's the leader Mern. of our group. Yeah. Well, then by the end of the episode, Abadayo is like, I'm going to try on the X-ray vision helmet. And she finds out that Mern is a butterfly. Has a butterfly, has, yeah. And then jumping right into the next episode, because it was a cliffhanger in the next one, he, not only is he one, he's a good one. Right. He has decided it's not okay to take over uh, a planet, even though he gets kind of called out right away of like, well, he took over this guy. Right. And then he gives like a pretty powerful speech of like, this, this mother guy, effer. Yeah, this guy was a piece of crap. But he said, even he could change. Right. And I like, this was getting pretty heavy. Yeah. Because this is a show about change, if you didn't know that. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Like, this is a journey about every person and where they're coming from and empathizing and Peacemaker, of course, going through like all of the levels of, of, of change throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. um, he, he was being just a legit jackass to die beard like in this episode <laughs> just like completely so mean like, it, it, yeah it, it hurt me like <laughs> just too mean yeah yeah it was too, too much but they have like great banter too where like you can kind of really feel like that team coming together and after they have that big win against the gorilla that's where we get like them like jamming out and yeah like, oh my like, god oh, you car. know he's got the tattoo of the band of the band on, and on his arm i'm just like i love that band and and the chainsaw you know. Right here. Oh, yes, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, listen, I wanted to take that chainsaw in, and I mean, it was Diebeard that came in with the chainsaw and killed the gorilla. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. He had, he had a couple was, big kills. They gave him yeah. some big kills in the show. Um, And then, oh, okay, so I remember now. Vigilante and Peacemaker are on the run because Peacemaker has now become public enemy number one. Yeah. Because during like uh, them hiding around their house and the cops coming nearby, Vigilante, of course, you know, he slips and falls out of this tree while the cops are raiding Peacemaker's place and he falls on the jar that Peacemaker was keeping Goff, the, the head butterfly. Yeah. Gets out. Who does it go into? The young female, the younger female cop, cop that yeah. you've seen in the whole episode. And now Goff is in her body. This is a trip. This is a ripple effect, right? She goes back to the police force and brings all the butterflies yeah. with her takes over that takes over the local press takes See over all the little spaceships all the spaceships yeah. land in you finally find out what they kind of are that's right. kind of the big reveal and they get on the tv and they say peacemaker is public enemy number one so this is going to obviously make everything a lot harder and the diary doesn't help either and then the diary was found this the girly little looking <laughs> yeah. diary i thought that was so funny he's like does that look like mine he's like it's a pink sparkly just nonsense inside um had a wayne enterprises sticker on the front oh did it really yeah nice, nice eye giggler um second second time around and then you know what the cops do after they do all this they find Mern. Mern. and they kill him yeah and that's it well they kill no right yeah no they kill him yeah yeah like not just kill him but like he ki- he dies and then he the butterfly comes out and then jennifer holland's character amelia harcourt like holds him while he, he yeah. dies and that's it so the team's on their own and at the end of this episode, this is going into 
I mean, leading up to the big finale, uh, Abadayo is it is outed essentially mm-hmm. for doing for for turning on Peacemaker, which like is you know Peacemaker gets really upset, but I'm like, you did the same exact thing, yeah. And yeah, Suicide ex- Squad. Yeah, he's confronted, basically, exactly. by his own past. Yes. Um, so they got a little hump to get over, but at the at the end of the day, what do they find out in Episode 7? That there is this being called... The cow. The cow. <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. A giant alien that all that juice stuff you've been seeing the whole season, they're farming it. from Milking it. They're right just out, milking it. Right out of it. And that's that's going to be episode eight. Going to kill the cow. The massive big finale. Before we talk about that, because the finale can be like, I mean, this is going to be a discussion in itself, and we'll wrap up the whole story here. Anything that we're missing, Andy? I see you got your notes over here online. Get uh, Scotty scoop. Anything that we're missing from the story that we need to be highlighting? Um, I think episode seven is that where we get the big confrontation with the dad. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. They wrap up this up in see in episode seven. You're totally yeah. right. And so what is what is the big storyline? So his dad gets out of prison, he gets on the white dragon suit, yep. and he tells his following, which is like essentially the KKK. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not pointed hats, they're like square, <laughs> but they're white. Yeah. And it's I am so tired of my son, I'm going to go kill him. Yeah. I should have killed him a long time ago. Should have killed him a long time ago. We killed his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he has all of this insane logic. Tracks him down as the as the squad the Peacemaker squad and, and the team are like going to go like try to find the cow. Well, before they get the chance, they get ransacked. I mean, this guy, the White Dragon, I mean, he, this suit can fly. Yeah, like he's Iron got, Man, basically. He, yeah. he is. He's got blasters. Yeah. He like punches the truck all the way over, and we get this really intense fight scene back and forth, both of them getting the upper hand, and it all comes down to Peacemaker pointing a gun right at his dad's head, and his dad saying, you, got, you don't have the yeah, stones, you don't boy. Have the stones. You never did. You never will. And Peacemaker just going through all the emotions of everything from his dad from day one to what it is now and makes the decision to end his dad's life. Bobo oh, Iron peace. Man. That's what I call them. What'd you call him? Bo- Bobo Iron Man. Bobo Iron Man. <laughs> um, it's just crazy looking. Yeah. I mean, very I'm, scary. This actor, too, just bringing it. Just was like, yeah. I'll show up for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he was a Terminator. Yeah. I yeah. Right. I mean, right. his part in the dance, too, is always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but John Cena, in that scene, and just in every emotional scene, like, he just crushed it. Like, I can't. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, the crying yeah. scenes. Like, yeah. It's like, John Cena's this big guy, and, like, I feel like that can go a lot of ways. But, like, he does a really good, like, breakdown, like, emotionally. And his uh, face exercises. Yeah, yeah face, face exercises. exercises. Oh, man, speaking of face exercises, I love whatever they do, whatever Judo Master and uh, the governor, before he gets rid of the butterfly out of his body, they have him hostage, Peacemaker and Vigilante. And Vigilantes, they pull the mask off, and yeah. he's just like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't know what he looks like. <laughs> if I keep moving my face, <laughs> you can't know what it, what I look like. Uh, rips his toe off. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's that cutting was, it halfway through. That was effed. And he's like, hey, uh, Peacemaker, I just want to tell you, thanks for letting me get tortured last night. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. All right. So, yeah, kills his dad, makes peace with that. Um, But they still got this cow to go after. I think that's about it. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're caught up. 
All right, well, if we, we'll think of any more. As we get into the finale, this is it. The team is going. The cow is at a big barn. They're able to locate it. And the only thing is they're just kind of shorthanded. They don't have, like, everything they need. And they're trying to figure out, like, what to do. Yeah. Like, kind of in real time. Here's a couple ideas. I got my bag full of my dad's helmets. Right. Which my dad can't track me with anymore. Remember yeah. they tied it to yeah, a raccoon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They just tie it to a raccoon, and they're all just chasing it through yes. the woods. Um, but he's got the bag of helmets, and he tells like everybody, you know, Amelia, Vigilante, Abadio, Diebeard, Eagly, and he's like, "Okay, we got the anti gravity, which is just what it sounds like. You float." Yeah. And while they're talking <laughs> about it, we learn something pretty specific that, like, you know, these aren't just activated by Peacemaker's voice. Right. Abadio says, "Like Acti- activate." We just say activate anti gravity helmets. <laughs> And it just goes, boop, it just floats <laughs> away. And, and once he realizes it, he looks up and it's like 50 feet in the air and he's like, deactivate, deactivate anti-gravity helmet, deactivate. He's like, God damn it. That was like the 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 part of their plan. Yeah. There was someone who's going to put the helmet on and float over <laughs> and, <laughs> and drop the sonic boom helmet in, into the place. And then, then it's like, okay, no problem. We got Eagly. Right. I'll just tell Eagly what to do. And Peacemaker tells him, grab this helmet, take it to that barn. And like Eagly does like they, they do such a good job with this, you know, CGI eagle. Yeah. But like yeah. it like looks back. It, it looks at him. It's like looking, it looks at the helmet. And, and like back. he picks it up and it's like he, the music builds up and John Cena's like, Go! Go, Eagly. And he's flying right towards it and just veers a hard right. <laughs> like just like what would happen like in real life and just drops it. Yeah. Um, they're like, okay, we got to find this helmet because this is going to be how we get in here at the end of the day, and how we're going to like take this place down. How many charges does this thing have? Abadio right, says he has yeah. like four charges, three or it. four. He said three or four charges. That's right. And while they're looking for it, Peacemaker has a little hallucination of his dad, like back again, yeah, like making fun of him. Yeah, and you're worthless. You're worthless. And what's Peacemaker do? He kills him again, and that's where they end up finding the helmet. So like, yeah. this is going to be something that like. We're probably dealing with like in a season two type thing. Like he's dealing with like I killed my dad. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So where does the plan land? Eagly fell through. We got to send in Diebeard because he's the only <laughs> one that no one recognizes, and he's just going to go in as a security guard. Right. Hey, you're in. You've got a butterfly. Just act <laughs> normal. Yes. Straight. Mm-hmm. You know. Don't don't do anything crazy or react to anything. You're like a zombie. Yep. And he gets. Like, he makes it all the way in. All the way in. Then we see the cow. He leaves the helmet down there. He's like, F no. I'm not going any further. I'm not doing this. Just leaves it on the stairs. Yeah, just drops it and turns around and leaves. Like, really screws up the plan. Screws it up. And also, like, I was like, at this point, that's what you're scared of? Like, you took down a gorilla with a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, On his way out, he gets questioned by the, the... One of the cops. The cops, yeah. That's now a butterfly. He's like... No, no, no. I think it was the one who doesn't... Didn't have the butterfly. It was the dude. But I didn't he, think he had one. No, he did though. At oh, the he end, did because they all do. At the end, they aren't they all butterflies? Well, see, I thought he was very suspicious of his partner. He, once he was, but then whenever they come, she brings all the butterflies back to the police force, and he, him included. We're talking about the wedding singer guy from the yeah, hangar, yeah. Right? See, I re- I'm gonna have to rewatch. I really I'm, thought I'm he didn't have they, one. No, they show it like going in him. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, he's I one of it. he's one of the rest of the cop. And then whenever they show them on TV, and the girl is like, and the the main ch- police chief has now been turned. P- 
Peacemaker is public enemy number one. They're all just like standing up there, and he's one of them. Now, see, I thought when- so. That's why he's asking him. He's like, "You're human. Why did he dye his beard?" And he tells him, and he's like, "Man, humans are so pathetic." Yeah. Like I, I really thought that was him, like playing off. Like he was also trying to act like a. Uh, no, butterfly. Nope. No, no. Right. no, no. Steve Agee's character is like the one that's like under the gun at that moment. Right, right, right. And like the other guy's like, I'm a butterfly. Okay. And then as he's leaving, he says something that like sets him off. Something yeah. that like gives it away. It's, I forget what it was, but they all start running after him. Yeah. But here we go. The plan is in motion. Abadiah's got a walkie talkie. It's hooked up to the helmet. Activate sonic boom. This sets everything off. Yeah. Blow, blows the barn, hits it a couple times. They like drags them all in, blows them up again, and uh, th- like thankfully, I guess for the butterflies, this this cow thing's like underground. Yeah, so you can't like really kill it from the top. Um, the team comes running in. This is where we get the big fight scene. Yeah, I mean we're gonna get all sorts of things. Peacemaker shield. Cue yeah, the, cue the music cue again the, and play. And it's the theme song. Oh man, and it starts off like real hot. And they're doing all right. He's got the shield. He does some cool moves. He throws up the shield, yeah. shoots it with a gun. That was my favorite. That was that was that, pretty good. That yeah. was so weird, but um, awesome. Steve Agee just kind of, you know, die beard kind of hanging off on the right. I mean, Amelia Harcourt doing her thing, taking down yeah. so many. Epidio like holding back for a while. And essentially, Peacemaker is going to go in and try to take this thing down. And it's up to... Really, Vigilante and Amelia holding down the fort, killing all these butterflies, and this is where the music's like, never, you know, never gonna, you know, starts slowing down, and it's like things are kind of falling apart. Yep. And she, I mean, her and Vigilante, Amelia Harcourt, some shots. I mean, they're bleeding out essentially. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, she's definitely gonna die. Yeah. She had a butterfly in her mouth. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then Abadio's like. Here I go. I'm going to just do it. Runs in two pistols and just popping. Yeah. She's just popping them like in the face. Like, oh, falling back. <laughs> Shoot one. Shoot over here. Like really good at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's happening inside, let me know if I'm skipping anything. Inside, Peacemaker is now back face to face with Goff. And Goff's like, I saw your kindness at whenever I, you had me in that jar. And it's not what you think. We're here to save humanity. Right. Our planet died from over uh, use of material. Basically what you're doing. What you're doing. Humans are on the same path, and we made a vow that we would stop this no matter how many lives it took, which is- Right. I mean, this is Peacemaker. Yeah. Oh, he's just, she was just reading Peacemaker's mantra right back to him. Before, before this, right before, Abadio sees these two talking, runs in- Activate human torpedo, and this yeah. is the helmet that is a prototype. <laughs> and he goes, "Dio, no!" And she flies to the air and just smokes Smacks a a rock, wall. a rock wall. Yeah. Um, and so she's down for the count, and this is where, this is where we get that big reveal. Yeah, and they're looking at the cow, and it's like a big decision time where you're like, "What's Peacemaker gonna do here?" This is kind of like following his code. And as she tells him this, and she's holding his face, he just looks at her and says. Activate human torpedo, and you look over to the side. There she is again, just kind of wobbling. Just, yeah, out of it. Body shield goes over, flies off right through the heart of the cow. Yeah, right into it. Hilarious. The nasty. F- I am nasty. I'm dying laughing. Of course. I, like bloop. <laughs> just <laughs> takes it down. Takes down the butterflies. 
I mean, the plan was for them to teleport this thing. They were trying to teleport yeah. to some other place. They had we to teleport get it to another place. They had yeah. a teleport machine. DC, yeah. you know, it is fun. Um, takes it down. Takes down the butterflies. I mean, you guys yeah. ready? Yeah. Comes out. Did anything else big happen? I don't Go, remember. Yeah. Uh, Steve he, H. He killed. Uh, he, <laughs> he killed uh, Goff. He killed the body that Goff was in. Right. 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 And then he's walking out. They get Amelia Harcourt up. They got Abadio. They got Dye Beard. Vigilante. They're all in rough shape, but they're making it out. I'm trying to see if there's anything big, Andy. Before no, we get to I this. was just making a joke because no. of the of how big the the next thing really is. And here it is. Here comes the Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> like just flying down. Like you got Superman, Aquaman, the Flash, Wonder Woman. No Batman. No Batman. No Cyborg. No. And it's the silhouettes and Peacemaker just says like you're too late dipshits or whatever he calls them he's like he's like yeah, they always do this right they always show up too late like calls them dickheads or something and you're like okay that was pretty cool oh it's not just shadows yeah you got a couple yeah jason momoa and ezra miller so you yeah. got ezra miller flash jason momoa the justice league showed up and peacemaker tells him as there comes an f word for you guys yeah. keeping track you know, go fuck a fish <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm so tired of that rumor going around and Barry says something, and that's not a not rumor. rumor. It's not a rumor. And then <laughs> another f bomb coming. Jason Momoa f bomb Aquaman. Fuck you, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the Justice League cameo. John Cena with the Justice League. John just, Cena and like having his moment too. I, of needed, like, I did this. Right. What I needed in life. Yeah. Okay. What you, What were you thinking right then? I I got up out of my chair and I just clapped. Oh my god! You're just pumped. <laughs> What were you thinking, Scotty? Yeah, man, I rewound that probably four times. Yeah. Just like, here they are. Yeah, like, wow, I can't believe they got them. I'm like, how hard would it have been just to get Cavill? And I mean, I've been, I've, oh, I, I can, I can speak a little bit to this because I did hear the Podly podcast, the companion podcast. James Gunn said that he had to fight for that. Oh, yeah. Well, and <laughs> they oh, yeah. got him because the Flash movie and the Aquaman movie are filming. Oh, okay. And Wonder Woman is not. And we know Henry Cavill has no contract, so they're they're not going to get him. And yeah, from from what I read, uh, Marvel shot that scene. Oh yeah, and yeah. I read I read some more about that too. And apparently, it was like because James Gunn being at the middle of this, he had like DC had done something for similar for Marvel in a movie. They had Guardians, shot right? yeah, they had shot uh, some test scenes with uh, the actor who plays Mern. Yeah. For the next Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. movie, and so while he was filming Guardians, they it, Marvel let them uh, shoot this scene. That's pretty cool. It was almost like a we owe you a, a trade. Yeah, it was a trade trade off. But I mean, either way, pretty cool just to see the houses like playing together, working like together. That. Yeah, and, like James Gunn being kind of the focal point. Yeah, interesting. Uh, okay, so we see the Justice League. Let's wrap up these characters because I think we already know that season two has been confirmed, right? So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get some setup here. Um, Abadio, what does she decide to do? Does she like what? what? She, turns she out, mom, yeah, outs her she mom. outs everything. That's right. She says, "I'm not going to do any of this, and not only am I not going to work for my mom, I'm going to get on the news and talk about all this." And claims uh, Peacemaker to be a massive hero. Yeah, like out in the open, like save the day, and also like all this other stuff was going on. And he calls Peacemaker calls her his second best friend. Yeah, he's like, which is huge. Obviously, she effed him over two episodes prior with the 
the whole diary. Uh, diary thing. So yes. she had a big redemption there for sure. And she went from doing a job that she didn't even want to basically more or less saving the day in the end. Really saving finale. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Like saving everyone. Like yeah. she was the like world. the world essentially. Yeah. Right. We're like, <laughs> that's what the best part about the show. Just each character has like such a, like so much screen time and like such yeah. a story that it, it doesn't take away from like, it's still peacemaker. But like, yeah. When you, <laughs> you care. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia Harcourt, she's in the hospital for what, five days? Yeah. From her injuries, who's there waiting for her the whole time? Peacemaker. Yeah. And so, like, you know, this is teasing it. They didn't have like a kiss or anything, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. But like, they're kind of teasing that, like, there might be something there. Yeah. Which I mean, like, how do you think James Gunn feels about this? That's a little weird. James Gunn and it newly engaged to Jennifer Holland. He wrote it. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want to have John Cena hold hands with my fiance. It's like, hey, this is getting a little weird, James. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want us to do what? (laughs) Um, Dye beard. Gets his old job back. Gets his, yeah, right? That's how I thought it was. I mean, he was sitting up at a desk and. Yeah, he got like set up at his new gig, which I'm like, who was it for? Well, he was put on this team because of their actions at the end of Suicide Squad. Right. Basically blackballed by Amanda Waller. Now without her there, he could probably get back in. Yeah. With with uh, Argus. Yeah. I'm I'm really blanking on that. I but I could be. Right. I don't it was, know. No, you're right. It was just like an an Argus job again. Like he's still yeah. in the in the mix. Um any other characters before we wrap up Peacemaker? Because he is the last one we see. I'm trying to think of there's any oh Vigilante, nothing really changed with him. He's just healing, but he's the same old guy. Uh yeah, didn't was this where he passed out in the um in the hospital and then jumped out the window? Or was that was that earlier in the season? I, don't I can't remember. He did that. He did what? He like he was like trying to act like he wasn't hurt. Oh and yeah, he passed out in the hospital. That, no, that, that, no, that, you're right. Was this in the finale? It was the yeah. very end. And the then finale, he just like, oh yeah, good job, guys, or something. And he just faints. And he, then they show him back in the room, and he just you see him get out of his hospital bed and jump out the window. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then uh, okay, yeah. Last but not least, of course, Peacemaker man, he's back home. He's at the trailer. I mean, presumably like. Just like a free dude and just kind of going to see. We'll see where he picks up next time. But he's there with uh, actually with Goff. Yeah. Butterfly shows back up and drinks. I mean, I saw a tweet from James Gunn about this. The last. Yeah. Of the the cow left. Yeah. He'd saved a little bit. But like, is it like he's going to die? I think so. I mean, that's that's what I thought. Because in my head, I was like, why wouldn't why wouldn't. The like Goff tried to take over a different human now or something like that. Yeah, well, but maybe, I think it's just like a mutual understanding that she's like that Goff's like okay, I'm yeah, like I I'm not I'm done now. Do like I'm not someone else. Yeah, yeah. When they kind of realize that exactly that they're the same, and, but, and maybe that'll be a plot point for the next season. Yeah, right. What what can we find you to eat? Yeah, right. And like we'll, to keep you alive, we'll figure this out. Yeah, it's a it's a synthetic version. I got you can go find some real cows. <laughs> we <laughs> just have all these other cows. Yeah. Um, we have another, he has another, Peacemaker has another vision of his dad. Yeah. So like, gonna be around. That, that'll be another plot point. Yep. And I mean, that actor is probably like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. And then last shot we get, Eagly. Eagly. Just posing, looking good, just like he does for that title run of the, the theme song, that catchy theme song. But now here we, here at the end, last shot of him there, the trailer and 
Close credits. Was there an end credit scene? There was in every episode. Oh yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was one of the highlights. <laughs> but they weren't of the like, show. yeah, they, yeah. you know, just like a, a goof track, right? Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, all right, that's Peacemaker the story. Any other things you guys are thinking of that we didn't miss or that we did miss? I mean, um, I mean, things that are coming out in my head. I love the the team bonding of this, of like seeing how they grow is just kind of like a regular group of people just sharing experiences. Yeah. Kind of like naturally falling, like kind of like with each other. Um, John Cena just dancing so hard in that front seat of that van they drive around and like poking out his lips and just being like, yeah. <laughs> Just his tongue going like yeah. I mean all, everything, everything John Cena did in this. I gotta say, John Cena, man, he he's definitely born for this. Like he nailed it, perfect. It's cast. is the most perfect casting I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be going home thinking like, thank goodness, this is so fun. Like they just want me to play this character. Um, There's times where I was just kind of forgot that it was a show and it wasn't just John Cena on camera in real life. Like this is just him doing stuff. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Well, right. if we think of any other favorite parts that come up, anything funny, heartfelt, let's do it. But let's do a little roundtable and do some ratings. I think I went first last time. Let's kick it off with you, Gailer. Talk about some final thoughts, anything you missed in your notes, and let's get a rating from you for season one. Because, I mean, TBD on season two, I, I, I keep like talking about it. Did they confirm it? Yeah. It's, it's I think so, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, definitely announced. All right, tell us about season but, one. Uh, the f- part that I'm just going to throw out there that I, f- I forgot about, that was one of the funnier parts, don't mess with my BFF. Mm-hmm. He just mercs the mercs the guy at the very end. Mm-hmm. Any vigilante scene was one of my favorites as well. Like yep. John Cena, I, like I said a thousand times today, I'll watch anything with him in it. Come back to WWE, John. We need you. Um, Show up as Peacemaker. Yes, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like the character development through this was just kind of unexpected. Like I, everybody on this team, I enjoyed. Um, I'm I'm very ready for season two. Uh, give me more vigilante. Maybe give me a vigilante spinoff. Who knows? That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be fine too. Um, but overall, I'd go with a three point seven. Yeah, I'll give it up for you. Oh. Doesn't doesn't get much better than this to me. Like I, I'd put this on par with any comic book movie or not not show, movie, yeah. but show, but a show of that nature. But I, I mean, it's it's tough to compare this to movies. But yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Like one of my favorite things ever. Couldn't. Just it's great to have a show, a weekly release when you just literally can't wait to turn it on. Yeah. On that day. Yeah, and just the vibe and the, the theme and just the music. It's, just fun. Yeah. James Gunn killed it. It's exactly what you would expect. Just hilarious and everything that you'd want in in a in a comic book movie overall, for sure. All right. Scotty Scoop, what you got? Man, this was so fun. Um, I think all all of the characters were just so perfectly cast. Everyone did such a great job. Um, yeah, Vigilante stole almost every scene he was in. Uh, John Cena with all the one-liners. Just hilarious. It, it was so funny, so well put together. I, I remember, you know, after watching The Suicide Squad, I was like, this? Like, really? Like, this guy? They're going to do a whole series on this guy? Right. And uh, I don't know how I could ever doubted it. Yeah, because it was uh, it was perfect for what it was, mm-hmm. you know. And it was so James Gunn. You know, they had the team, 
every every character stood on its own everybody had their own kind of arc uh yeah i loved it can't wait for another season 3.6 nice yeah i'll give it up these are high scores yeah man uh this is a win i mean rick flag you know said it in the movie the suicide squad you know peacemaker what a joke. Yeah. And from the get-go, like, I'm not Andy like in terms of a John Cena super fan right. or anything. Stan. <laughs> yeah. Now that uh, another word I know now. Stan. <laughs> and uh, he, he really did show up. And the arc from Suicide Squad through these eight episodes is so good. And the writing here with the pacing, I mean, you have eight episodes to really explore these. And I mean, you say that. It's not like the number of episodes determines if it's good. James did a really good job giving all of these characters something that you cared about. Like, there's a real feeling of empathy as you watch this show, like, on so many different levels. It's a very diverse show, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um a wide spectrum of individuals and also just like, again, like names, like, you know, this isn't Betty, you know, this is Abadio and you're going to like learn how to say it because it's not hard. Um, and Peacemaker himself, I don't know, like, you know, I talked about, you know, stuff that I've seen lately. That's kind of like, I mean, this felt Midwest to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I feel like some of these people, you know? Yeah. And you kind of get this thing of, you're going to have assumptions about a lot of these folks in the first four. And then like by the end, they might be true or they might be totally off brand. For example, Peacemaker's dad, like, yeah, you're like, Oh, this is just the redneck hillbilly racist guy, but he's so much more than that too. You know, he's this brilliant man, like a scientist that can do all these things. I really was looking at Peacemaker. Like that's that guy's dad. Yeah. And this origin story, which we knew we would get in the show, right? Like this is Peacemaker, right? It was like it, I'm so glad that they leaned in to the now storytelling because yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. But you talk about like what this did was this was the origin story for Peacemaker, right? And you've not, you haven't had such a, like a really convoluted. And he gets asked this, right? He does uh, show and tell at like a. School. The school for the janitor that you meet in episode one, and like he, like someone asked him, "Do you have an origin story?" And he's like, "Not in the traditional sense, because yeah. it's not like I killed right. my brother in a fist fight because my dad was betting on it with his drunk friends." And making a reason for that as like a way to not really even atone for what you did, but more like to adjust and be like, all right, I'm doing these things in my life because he didn't, I don't think he even realized, you know, he's got to have this reason to, to do all this killing. Right. And that was it. And it's like, when you find this out, you know, it's just, it's, it adds layers. And, uh, I hope that like, you know, when you finish this, you probably like you, I mean, if you were like me, I was like, man, what did I just watch? Like, I'm excited to rewatch this because I think this is some of the best storytelling yeah, you've really ever good. seen. Yeah. And you, t- you look at James Gunn, what he's done with guardians and, and I, I feel like we saw somebody tweet this out. I think it was a, a rug boy from the Jock and Nerd podcast. He's like, hey, James, just like, let's get your own characters going. 
Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. Come up with your own. You don't own need cannon. to lean on these people anymore. Like you could do things on your own. Yeah, you're taking these properties and you're making them into stuff that we care about. Like, you know, what's the James Gunn canon look like? You know, right. and like give me that multiverse. But then the again, gun-verse. then again, though, like <laughs> we're living in the Gunverse because like he's in DC MCU and he's going to keep doing stuff. Right. Um, when on earth do we talk about a writer and a director this much when we talk about anything? Um, I think that goes a long way to show you that the quality is there. So I had a great time. And on top of all this, it's a DC property. And we got the Justice League. Yeah. Like, and then you get the Justice League. Thank you. Thank you, James. So, like, I mean, that's just a cherry on top. You could not have that, and this 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 score would be the same. I'll give it a solid 3.7. Beautiful. What a show. It really yeah. was. It was great. All right, man. The music and Peacemaker. God, how good. Uh, we do have a, a, a guest that'll be in here at some point. Brandon, I know you tried to get here tonight. We love you, buddy, and we'll get you in soon. Hopefully, we get you a, a studio voicemail or something to get you featured on the show sooner He texted than us. That. He sent one. What'd he say? Voicemail is, is, is ready for us. He said he sent no, he a didn't. voicemail. Yeah. All right, let's do it. And he's, I think he said he maxed it out. Oh, my gosh. Let's just let him do it. Uh, hello, gentlemen. My name is Brandon Rogalski. I was uh, actually supposed to be there this evening chatting with you guys about a uh, peacemaker i don't know how long this friggin message is <laughs> i think it is incredible uh dc's uh deadpool like if deadpool made a tv show i think it'd be very similar to what they're doing with peacemaker and guess what everyone loves deadpool i think james gunn is an absolute genius i think that he should just be gifted the entire DC universe. I think they that he should just wake up on Christmas morning and DC is like, hey, we got you something. It's us. It's the whole goddamn studio. Do whatever the hell you want all the time. Because we all know he can do super funny stuff, but I'm pretty sure that he can pull off serious as well, and I'd like to even see some of that. But honestly, I'm not even like dying to see some of that because all of the the crazy humor and everything that he puts in ev- into everything, I'm obsessed. So I will go see anything that James Gunn is a part of forever from just from Guardians and from uh, obviously Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, all the stuff that he's done. I think it's absolutely freaking incredible. Character development was great. It, his quick little origin story was pretty good. The only thing I didn't, the only thing I haven't understood and Again, I had too much fun watching the whole thing. I didn't even really care. He seems like less of a superhero than he was in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, he's taken out, you know what I mean, 100 guys in two seconds. And in this, he's like, you know, getting halfway shit-whipped by random people that he goes hand-to-hand with, including Harcourt, I think, at one point, right? I really dig it. I dig the show. I'm super bummed I couldn't talk about it because I'm pretty sure I would just talk until I was blue in the face because I've enjoyed it so much. Even even the, the friggin' what the hell's the dad's name? I don't even know. What's it? White Dragon? All, all I've been referring to him is T-1000 this whole time. <laughs> T-1000 <laughs> is great at being a complete and total piece of shit. He's great at it. I don't know. I hate him so much. It's pretty easy to do with his dialogue, but God, he sucks, and you want him to suck. That's what you want to bad guy to do so if he's really 
I think we lost it. Yep, oh, that no. was it. That was it. We maxed it out, I think is what it said. That was it. All right, Brandon, we got you in here. That's how it can work. If you call in here in real time, we'll get you on the show. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is what I, I've been just listening to the playlist. Yes. Like, I found like somebody put it together on Spotify. You can find these soundtracks. And out there is also the great theme song, which, I mean, surely you were at home, never hitting skip. Um, and this theme song in dance is taking the world by storm. We have actually a very special guest that joined us here on the podcast just before we started. Her name is Katie Goodrich, and she did a diagram of the dance that took the internet by storm and was shared by James Gunn himself. Let's hear from Katie right now. Welcome to Mostly Superheroes, Katie Goodrich. We're so excited to have you. We're highlighting you today on our show with this being our Peacemaker episode. This past week, I bet, has been an exciting week for you, and we are excited to introduce you fans to Katie Goodrich, a designer and illustrator. She started with graphic design, but has now moved into a more user interface and user experience design. Katie, you made this great looking diagram that's on our screen right now. I saw it on your Instagram. Scotty Scoop here actually saw it and shared it into our private Facebook group before we ever knew who you were or anything. A legit share about just look at this thing. We got to get this printed and up in our homes. And then this past week, the piece you created has exploded on the internet. James Gunn himself, a St. Louis legend in his own right, big fan of mostly superheroes, as we all know here on the show. Yes. It's kind of an inside <laughs> joke, but I still think he's a real fan. He shared your diagram out to the masses on his personal Instagram account. And I also uh, have to highlight the choreographer that wrote the dance. That's Carissa Lee Barton, of course, that did a great job with this Peacemaker Season 1 can we all agree, fellas, the most intense, awesome, fun theme song we've seen on a TV show in many years. Katie, I'm going to give it up for you right now. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Katie, first up, I got a few questions for you. Let's open with this. What has the last week been like for you? It's been wild. Um, I had actually a friend was like, hey, James Gunn just shared like some artists work you should tag him. And I was like, yeah, right. Um, why? Like he, he won't, but he did. I tagged him in a comment previously. Uh, the choreographer, Carissa had reached out and thanked me, which blew my mind. I was astounded by that said, thank you. How much it meant to me. She responded again, didn't expect that. And then one morning I woke up and I saw on my feed that like James Gunn liked your stuff. And I was just like, well, I don't need to accomplish anything else today. My day <laughs> is complete. Um, I guess I should get up and do stuff, but I didn't. Like, I was done. The whole week was successful. Kick your feet up. Time to relax. James Gunn just shared my work. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. pretty. I'm, pr I'm feeling pretty solid. We have had. Don't want to brag. He's actually pinned our, a comment of ours on a post before, and that was you. I called my parents. You know, like it was a <laughs> big day over here at the house. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> So I have to assume, Katie, that you're a fan of the show Peacemaker, right? You've seen oh, this, yes. you've seen season one. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, this has got to be one of my first questions: Is did you create the the diagram after you learned the dance yourself, and then you put pen to paper, or did you kind of do it use your own work the way that we all are? You did the diagram first, and then now I can teach myself the dance. Which order was it, chicken or the egg? Um, honestly, if you asked me to do the dance now, I would not. 
do it correctly, I just start <laughs> cracking up after like, you know, this move. Um, I think it was episode two or three of Peacemaker, just watching the intro, pausing it, rewinding it, watching it again, watching it again, and laughing so hard. And I was like, you know, it'd be <laughs> funny if there was like an Ikea catalog of how to do this. Ah, yes. And so, okay. yeah, I was drawing like the little Ikea guy and I was like, no, he should look more like Peacemaker. Um, and that's really where it started. And then just a lot of me giggling and pausing the the intro and sketching out what it could look like. And I, it's still, the song and the dance is not old to me. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it is still not old. I crack up still. It just, it comes on and you don't want it to stop. It, yeah. it, it came on. Mm -hmm. We had a, a St. Louis Mardi Gras this past weekend. A person at a party threw on the song and no one, I wish I would have had your, your diagram up on the wall for everyone because everyone thought they kind of knew it. I, it turns out none of us knew it. So Nobody. we all need, we need the help. And it's such a, such a fun dance. I totally agree. Um, yeah. So Katie, I've looked at your website and I see like, obviously you make fun dance instructional pieces like this, but you have all sorts of work in your portfolio. I had to ask, you know, what type of work do you enjoy doing most? And are you currently working on something that has got you excited? Yes. Um, so my day job is very, like the user experience, the user interface, I love that as like a structured day job. So when I do my own like fun work, it's really what brings me joy. And I get very inspired by what other artists are doing out there. There's so much amazing artwork out there. And I enjoy playing around with different techniques. Like one week I'll be very much into like pen and paper. The next I'll try digital. I haven't jumped into painting yet. I don't trust myself there yet, but maybe one day. Um, right now I'm starting to look at another like silly fan art compilation. I've done a few before, like you've seen, you can see on my um, Instagram post that you guys have pulled up. I'm wearing a, a BMOE t-shirt. It's BMO from Adventure Time and Bowie. So I love just combining stuff like that. If it makes me laugh in my head, I want to share it with other people. <laughs> One of my favorite pieces you had up on your site was a different variations. Uh, actually, my fiance Carrie brought this up to me. She's a huge fan of yours, by the way, a mutual a designer that just has mad respect for your skills. And Jabba the Hut, but <laughs> but it was variations on the word hut in terms of a rhyme. It seemed like, and you had made all of these different versions of Jabba the Hut. I know one was like Tut, where yes. it was like an Egyptian look of Jabba the Hut. Then there was. But had some butt cheeks on the back, and there were just so many fun ones just like that. I mean, this is stuff that we need to have in our studio over here. <laughs> Thanks. Job of the butt was the most popular, which surprised me. Um, <laughs> Job of the donut, I think, is my favorite of the group because he's so colorful. Mm. And I really like Job of the what, but yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's good. The what, the, the, the what, where it's like, what is it? he was like purpley and spots and. Yeah. <laughs> Looked really cool. Um, all right. Well, this, again, is our Peacemaker episode. So whenever we talk about one thing, it's the feature. We call it the meat on the episode. I had to ask you about the show itself. As we get ready to talk about season one, What did? how did you feel about the series? Did you like it? Did you love it? Were you in between? And where, what did you like most about it? Uh, this show, I can't wait to rewatch it. Like, I enjoy rewatching things. Like, I'm that kind of person. But I'm trying to give myself time so I don't run out of it again does if that makes sense like i know there's only so many episodes and i want to watch them again and have that joy again i um 
I came in not knowing a whole lot about Peacemaker besides the Suicide Squad movie. I loved it. I think John Cena was the perfect choice. I loved all the characters. The actors are great. It looks like they had a lot of chemistry. Um, just being able to see like what DC is doing, how they're exploring different options. Like, if is it more serious? Is it more, are we having more fun with it? Are we loosening the reins? Uh, I can't wait for season two. Uh, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to do it after seeing season one. And I love the journey they had. Like, I had no idea where it was going. I tried, sorry, my cat just jumped up on me. I tried to like guess what was going to happen because when you get it right, like it feels so good. I couldn't guess anything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm super excited for whatever they have next for us. Very cool. I think, you know, I, I don't like to make any assumptions, but after seeing this piece, I had to assume you were a fan. We are too. James Gunn is just making us so proud out here and not just DC, but also mm -hmm. in the MCU and everything he's done over the years. Um, can't wait to see season two come around. Um, well, outside of Peacemaker, I'd love to hear that you reference the DC comics. So you, you're a bit of a nerd and you're, you'd fit right in with us. We might have you back on the pod at some point. Um, what's something else that you're watching out there, TV, movie-wise? We even highlight books on the show. Whatever's got you jazzed lately, what are you, what are you into? Oh, yes. Um, right now, well, I'm really excited to see the new Batman movie. Hoping to go see that next week. Nice. Um, it's kind of hard to get to theaters right now like i'm just still a little nervous to go back out with like you know covid so trying to look at when there's not going to be anyone there and go to an early showing yep but like tv watching apparently i'm on an animation kick <laughs> watching like bob's burgers attack on titan <laughs> my hero academia i can't wait for that to come yes, back that's scotty hero. scotty loves my hero <laughs> academia yes oh my gosh oh can you choose a favorite character i find it very difficult uh, I would probably go Todoroki. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the, nice. the right answer. <laughs> yeah. I love Froppy. Like, I love Sue. I can't get over Sue. But then it's like, you think of all the other characters, like Mr. Iwazawa, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, I just yeah, want for sure. To, I'll have a daily favorite, not like a overall favorite. You just made Scotty Scoop's day. He brought yeah. he. We do a I'm segment in. called "What You Watching," and like that was one of the first titles he brought on the show. Well, who'd you, who'd you tell me about some uh, a dishwasher <laughs> yep. kid? Yeah, I was gonna ask the you washing the, machine the, kid, the, or, yep. the washing hero, uh, the laundry hero. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I would be really sad if that was my power. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. That was, but 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 he knew exactly what to tell me to get me interested. So oh, it's yeah. still maybe on the list one day. Um, okay, oh, well, it's great. It's so good. Well, before we let you go, I do, I was gonna absolutely want to hear where people can find you online, give you some shout outs. Giggler, did you have any questions for Katie? I just want to say thank you for this diagram because I am a terrible dancer to where I can only dance <laughs> to like the songs where it basically has the directions in the lyrics. So this is this is very helpful. When, uh, the, yeah. My first thought seeing this, I was like, I have to learn this dance. You talking about like the cha cha? Yeah, like uh, just <laughs> all, the all of them. Slide. Like the ones the electric that slide. Every wedding ever. <laughs> the one where they tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 gonna be a fan of your work too. I already followed her on Instagram while we were interviewing because I couldn't wait to hear of it. See, job of the butt. So nice. Thank you for that as well. <laughs> Thank you. I I need to do the rest of the the dance. This is just the verse one. I. 
you know, it took a while. So I need to get into the rest of the video. Yeah, I see people online telling you, like, where's the rest of the song? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need all yeah. the directions. People just can't be satisfied. <laughs> Where I think you've done enough. If you want to stop right now, you can. I've, I know that because I'd have to, I have to tell Carrie that all the time. If you want to stop right now, stop right now. Scotty Scoop, anything for Katie? Uh, yeah, actually, I got a shout out to that uh, Dalek poster in the background. Um, yeah. Who's your favorite doctor? Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, oh, you don't need, I don't think you're supposed to ask that. No, it's a really great question. I just I can't. It's another thing where I cannot choose like Yeah, it doesn't want to offend anybody. Mm. What, a, <laughs> what about a top 3? Uh, top 3, I wish Eccleston had stayed longer. I think he did a great job, but calling it when he did, that's that's fair. Um, and then I think Tennant and Matt Smith have to tie all, all correct answers. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, you're fitting in way too well over here. I, I don't hope. Uh, how do you feel about podcasts? Would you ever come on a podcast for more long form talk? I I sure would. My um one of the bedrooms in our house is set up for a podcast. My husband, that's his his entertainment for himself. He runs a podcast as well. Oh, so you got one of these problems nice. too in your house going on? Yes, but he's he's never asked me to be on his. So oh man, he's got to get on that. No, I know. Well, no, I'm giving him a hard time. I couldn't keep up. He, it's a Dungeons and Dragons, and I would just be lost. Mm -hmm. Like I love Dungeons I'm, and Dragons, I'm but in. I can't keep up with it. Yep. Like I, I can't so be one of the characters because my attention span's too short. I have to just listen and enjoy. I've been on my current Dungeons and Dragons campaign for three years. That means you're like in the meat of it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the meat. The meat. <laughs> <laughs> What's the podcast? Uh, Bombarded. It's a musical D&D podcast. Oh, my God. Which is why I will not be on it. <laughs> <laughs> a musical D&D podcast. Uh, yeah. They, I uh, have 100% listened to that podcast before. You've heard it? Yes. You've you heard have? the podcast? That's awesome. Yes. Hey, that is wow. so great. You got a real fan over here. What a nice. world that's we live awesome. in. Awesome. All right, Katie, that's a great segue. Um, I know you're on Instagram. I was going to ask you how to say this correctly. I was saying Cadusaurus. That works. Um, we pronounce it Cadusaurus. Because, like, Katie, um, obviously. Um, yeah. But besides Cadusaurus, that's K A D U S A U R U S for our listeners, where else can people find you online or otherwise? Um, use that handle for both Twitter and Instagram. And then I have a website, which is my first and last name. So katiegoodrich.com. Fantastic. Guys, check out Katie, whether it's on her social, at her website. I promise you her work will not let you down. And of course, if James Gunn agrees, we agree. And Katie, we can't thank you enough for spending time with us over here on Mostly Superheroes. We're only in our third season, just kicking off. And to have somebody like you that does great work and we could highlight you in a fun way, um, we just really appreciate your time. And we'd love to have you back on the podcast one day. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And shout out to your, shout out to your fiance's website. Oh. Very cool. Oh, yes. CarrieClarkDesign.com. She's out there. And uh, yeah, she's been on her own for about seven months and is is loving it. And she, I'm, websites for designers, It's she's got an eye for this right now because she's been out there looking around to see what's out there. And yours definitely wilder. We've we she, I saw her on it earlier today. Like we like she was just like <laughs> scrolling through, and I was like, "Are you still looking at Katie's profile?" She's like, "Yeah, she's got some really fun stuff in here." <laughs> that's that's high praise. 
There you go. Uh, well, Katie, thank you so much. We have each other's info. Um, we'll be in touch. Um, and I'll reach out to you. And uh, other than that, be sure to listen to yourself in this episode and we'll get you back on here sometime. Awesome. If you guys want to send me your PO box or anything, I can send some stickers, maybe some job of the butts. Uh, okay. So Katie, stay on. Actually don't go anywhere. Listener, (laughs) big thanks to Katie. Goodrich peacemaker diagram. Go learn that dance and go find her on Instagram. Katie, we'll see you next time. All right, that was Katie. Thanks so much. Can't wait to feature more people like this on the show. Please write into us if you have some fan art, if you have something that you've created uh, about something that you've watched or seen lately, or that you just want to get featured on the show. Write us at mostlysuperheroes.com. We're looking to feature more cool people like Katie Goodrich. Again, follow her on Instagram at Kadusaurus. That's K A D U S A U R U S. You've got to check out the Peacemaker diagram. It'll help you learn the dance, plus all of her cool other work out there. And with that, let's talk about what's coming up. Oh man, that was really fun. Yeah. I feel like we knew a lot more than Boba Fett. Yeah. I feel oh, like man. we <laughs> like we had way more oh. notes. Andy yeah. was laughing a lot more. We didn't even talk about the first mention of the Green Arrow in the D- DC universe. Yeah, we. Oh, so one of the <laughs> peacemakers like burns, right? Yeah. Was, I was trying to, say, trying to think if I could think of all of them. It was, it was Aquaman there, f's fish. Superman's got a poop fetish. Wonder Woman like winked at me once. Yeah, I I effed him. I effed him from across the room. Yes. Um, something about Batman when he was talking to the old neighbor. Yes. I can't remember what it was. And he's like, I'm just trying to make conversation. Yeah. I think he just and made fun of, called him a bitch because he doesn't kill people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Green Arrow. Call, got, he basically called him out for being to a, uh, going to a brony convention or something like that, which <laughs> okay. I think I heard was a real thing brony that convention. like Stephen Amell like went to a. Like a brony um, thing, I don't. But that's what dressed, I, I wanted to bring this up because this of a, of a This is my favorite. Stephen Amell's like yeah. somebody on Twitter. Um, Andy Beckbot B E K B E H B A K H T said, "I have no idea if Stephen Amell watches Peacemaker, but would genuinely love to hear what he thinks of the DCEU's first name dropped of Green Arrow." And Stephen's response, of course, was too busy showing Cena what professional wrestling should actually look like on TV. Oh my gosh. And that, I guess that's, that's his show heels. Yeah. yeah. And he wrestled and he with WWE once. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course he does now. Right. Um, all right. Well, speaking of DC, you ready to talk about what's coming up? Yes, please. Ready for tomorrow? No, we're going to see the Batman, Batman. in theaters. Tomorrow's for us is March. What's tomorrow? Second, second. And we're seeing it at Marcus Theaters, right? Going yeah. to Ronnie's. Ronnie's. Three Kings. Maybe. CBD. Oh, you might have some stuff. Maybe. Just, just trying to eat healthier during the week. Well, I'm sure they three, have salads but, there. Well, yeah, you're okay. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're Listen, right. Don't bring your Fri- sad diet fried stuff. salads. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Never mind. Hey, that's just that's are you just about to do a 75 hard again. That's just uh, I I I'm going to someday, but not not anytime soon. All right, but either way, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Robert Pattinson. We got this trailer. Remember when we first talked about this on the pod? I mean, it was a year ago, I guess. Wow. And here it is. The movie's here. It looks so great. The ratings out there. You guys know some off the top of your head? 10 out of 10 from Ten, IGN. 10 out of 10. Uh, it's look, uh, looking great. I've seen Chris Killian uh, saying great things about this movie, saying it's basically like a graphic novel on screen. Brandon Davis has seen it. Loving it. Uh, love the getting the... I like getting some of the feelers. I like those quick little tweets about like yeah. what people thought, but I, and, I I don't read too much. I'm excited to see this thing fresh. It's just a brand new Batman film. 
it feels yep. different. Like this, the leading up to this, like it's just any MCU movie, obviously I'm just ungodly excited for, but like Batman, just Batman. That's just like that. Yeah. Keaton. Well, and you know what's funny? We were talking about the Bale movies. Me and Carrie were looking at them on Sunday because they just they pop up. I forget what they're on even nowadays. The Dark Knight trilogy. These are HBO or maybe even Netflix right now, I feel like. Netflix, yeah. yeah. That's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. And we were like, oh, should we watch this? You know, get like in the Batman mood. And then we landed on no. No. Like we should we haven't seen a Batman movie in a long time. This will be great to go in fresh and see. So I'm and, excited. And not to, have the, those comparisons fresh in your mind. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. we, we've done these before where we've watched right. similar things, and you're like, I almost wish I didn't. I just want to see what I feel about this movie, and I think we're really good about that. So we're going in level-headed. Scotty, you're going to work it in. I'm going to get it in. I'll, I'll, I'll get it in before the next show for you, sure. Yeah, and we'll figure that out too. Yeah. Even when we got to move dates around, we can figure. maybe we should just go see it again, all three of us. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like, honestly, like I, I'd love to come off of it fresh, um, but a full review, that is our next episode, episode three of season three, full re- review of the Batman. We'd love to get you featured before the episode. Let us know if you want to get some fan mail in. If you've seen the movie, tell us what you thought. MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contact. Write us in at the Super uh, Mostly Superhero Squad Facebook group. If you can get it in before the episode, you'll probably end up in the episode. So write us in. Batman, can't wait. DC just happening right now. All right, guys, that's the episode a lot that we covered. We had a guest interview. We did the Peacemaker review. You think James Gunn would be proud? Oh, we'll definitely get some sort of retweet of the episode. I mean, either a retweet. I mean, he'll like, maybe like something. Maybe he'll pin our comment again. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for him to do what he did for Katie and, like, share our post. Yeah. You know, it, it might be coming. Yeah. Like, it might be, I mean. I feel like it. He's definitely going to li- at least listen to the whole episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like every second of it, um, even Patreon. And just because we're in coming up and we didn't really talk about anything else, um, I wanted to highlight that we're now in March. Moon Knight. Wow. Moon Knight is the next MCU 20, title. 29 days. Are you excited? I am so excited. I think he's the most excited out of the three yes. of us. You, I wait, think we're going to be. But you're pretty jazzed. We know any episode numbers yet or anything I like that? I think it's only six. Six episodes, Moon Knight, Disney Plus, a darker character, but as far as yeah. we know, this is still like PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, if they this wanted is, to Could be. They uh, could, yeah. maybe season two could I be mean, like R. They had to know this was coming. Right. Or, so or maybe they're like, hey guys, now we can use those scenes. Yeah. Cut them back in. Hey, put those F bombs back. Yeah. <laughs> F yeah. <laughs> Um, just to keep the balance here, man, MCU, DC's happening all the time, and we're coming out with new episodes whenever we have something real to talk about. We're having a lot of fun. New episodes on Monday, everywhere you get podcasts, watch us on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook. We do have video on Spotify now, so if you're in your Spotify app, just search Mostly Superheroes, you'll find that video link. And Sunday on Patreon, early access, get that pre-show exclusive. Scotty Scoop, let's start with you, a sign-off for the squad. This was a great episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I, uh, I highlighted this episode was the interview. Yeah, you guys mm, were. I didn't even man. give you guys the heads up. I was like, hey, by the way, we got a guest tonight dialing in. Yeah, Katie, yeah. man, that was pretty cool. That was great. Yeah, well, you guys really hit it off. You had a lot of stuff yeah. in common. The D- Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, My Hero Academia. Yeah, uh, talked a little bit about Doctor Who. Yep, I'm totally nerded out. It might be one day where Katie's sitting right there. Yeah, that that would be great. Or Scott's on their show. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, musical oh, I'll go musical D and D. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, what's that? What's that podcast called again? Uh, oh, we have ba- it. Bard, bombard, bombarded. Yeah, bombarded. A musical Dungeons and Dragons podcast that yeah. you've heard. Yeah, and this is Katie's husband. Bizarre. That is insane. Such a small what a world. what a small world. Yeah, I love it. All right, Giggler, what do you got for the group? Oh man, who's ready for Batman? I mean, that's all I can think about right now. Peacemaker was so great. Yep. Great to talk about with my BFFs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready for Batman tomorrow. And just to, to, I'm, I've been avoiding all the spoilers and stuff, you know, like trying to stay off social media. So when you can finally freely look on there and see what other people think about the actual movie and what happened, then that's that, that's what I need. Yep. I'm here for that. And I can't wait to talk about that next week. Yeah, man, I'm I'm with you. I know it's it's gonna be so exciting leaving here tonight, seeing that movie tomorrow, and everything that we just had happen this weekend. I gotta say, mostly superheroes, dude. We're having a lot of fun. We've seen a huge uptick in our listenership in the last few days. Awesome. We got people showing up uh, that have seen us at events. Um, I'm just gonna say these stickers. We had these stickers all over Mardi Gras. Really? Oh yeah. I asked <laughs> Carrie too. I was like, "How should I do this?" Because it's like crowds of people. I was like, "Maybe I should like make it rain," which I did a couple times. Nice. Um, but I also like. She was like, "You should like handpick your audience. You know, look for Marvel shirts." Yeah. So I just go walk around. And I was like, "You like Marvel movies? You like Marvel movies? Yes. Here's a sticker. So if you end up with one of these black stickers, you can know that that was an exclusive one that we just printed this week. And we see you guys flooding in, man. It's so cool to get involved with the community. A lot of stuff happening in our new studio. More guests coming all the time. We'll have more people dialing in. All right, guys. We'll see you next time uh, on Mostly Superheroes. Thanks so much for joining us again. We want to hear from you, and we'll see you next week. Take it easy.